Hello and welcome to Desk Deployment Podcast. I'm Dave and as always I'm joined by Jack. How are Hello. you doing? Not too bad, mate, yourself? It's uh, been a bit of a week. Oh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, um, for Christmas I uh, got my brother tickets to a, uh, band, see a band called Hobo Johnson that's touring from America. Oh, yeah. He's a, he's a fan of. And uh, whilst I was parking in the multi-storey car park, didn't realise that the back of the um, parking bay had like a little sort of like ledge bit poking out at it. So um, it, it, I went into it because I was focusing on the lines either side um, and uh, it smashed my back window of my car. Which... Oh yeah, 10 out of 10. You all saw a picture of that. It was great. <laughs> yeah, um, it's, it's all fixed now. Um, but um, yeah, it was, it's a bit like i can't believe i just done that like the funny thing is if i'd have driven in you know driven into the bay rather than reversed i'd have been fine because of the obviously obviously the way your bonnet and that slopes but yeah so that that was fun yeah <laughs> then. good good how was the band though there on at least um the the band itself they were, uh, he, shattering. He, he was he was he was good he was a really good performer um like you know, I like his music anyway. Um, but the um, yeah, he he puts on a good show, you know, live as well, which is which is nice. Um, the support act, uh, maybe maybe not. <laughs> wow. They they weren't they weren't bad per se. They just I suppose they just weren't my cup of tea. They were very very polished and sort of uh, quite commercially. Um, and for some reason, the singer sang with like a Californian accent, but she's British from uh, Isle of Wight. Oh, right. Yeah. I just, All I right. Yeah. That one. yeah. And like to share a lot of very personal information in between tracks. Which... First out. <laughs> yeah, you got to connect, but... connect with your fans, mate, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think there might have been an ego thing there because you could see the guitarist and the drummer were both singing as well, but I think she might have turned their mics off because you couldn't hear them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah how's, how's your week been? Yeah, not too bad, mate. It's been, uh, it's been working, really, so nothing super exciting. Classic it's standard week, yeah. I oh, don't know. No. Well, I mean, I got some, I got some games in, so there was that. So, oh, nice. Yeah, so got some heresy in. So I got a bit of heresy in on Wednesday, which is pretty good against Peter. So we played last week, and uh, it was pretty not super convincing wins, me, but fairly convincing. Yeah. Um. So and then I played the same list this week, and he absolutely crushed me. So this <laughs> um, Dark Angels. Yeah, so last week I played, he had his word bearers. Um, so he's playing um, uh, the Dark Brethren. So you know the one he got to sacrifice things? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so he did that one. Um, and I was playing Jagorian Brotherhood. So I just oh, had cool. everything on bikes and jet, uh, bikes and man speeders. Um, it's pretty sweet. So, but he, he picked like my multi motor jet bike unit for the um, the sacrifice unit. So okay. I just fucked him off into the corner so he couldn't kill him. So he's just <laughs> taking perils of the warp on his units. <laughs> and then, like the, the the end of the game was just like so he had he obviously failed to get the sacrifice off so he had to take the perils of the wall. He went on his praetor and killed him. <laughs> and he was just like, <laughs> so yeah, fair enough. Ouch. Yeah, so it's a bit savage. But, um, yeah, and then I played some Lord of the Rings with Clint last night. It's pretty good. Oh good yeah, dwarf. I heard about that from from Ollie. Apparently, you you were bullying people with dwarves. 
I don't know. It's not bullying, right? It's just dwarfs. <laughs> just dwarfs. It's just dwarfs. Yeah. Did um, Kingdom Moria against uh, Mordor. I didn't even know you had a dwarf yeah. army, to be fair. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Yeah, I've got, um, yeah, I've got like, so it's like a Balin's expedition. Yeah. So, got them. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Sweet. But, yeah, it was, it was a bit, like, so I think it was a bit brutal for Clint. Like, it just, King's Champion and Balin were just smashing for everything. <laughs> so, I think I, I killed, like, and obviously my other stuff was doing as well. I think I killed, like, eight orcs in the first turn and lost nothing. Clint was just like, oh, shit. Because it was, um, Contest champions, you know, you both deploy in the center line. You both deploy oh, right. your, your leader and their warband on the center line, and then you roll to see where everything else goes. Yeah, so yeah. We, we ended up pretty much deploying with everything along the middle, kind of two battle lines. Brilliant. And then Clint charged into me, and uh, it sort of just bounced off because <clears throat> his, his army's mainly Moran and Orcs. So, like, against most armies, Moran and Orcs are obviously really good. Yeah, yeah. Because you got the extra point defense and the extra point of strength. But against dwarfs, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, because dwarves are all pretty much everyone's defense seven anyway. So the strength four, yeah. So the strength four means nothing. Um, and then the extra point of defense and brown or kind of means nothing because all the dwarfs are all of them except the warriors are strength four. So the warriors are just shielding and like pushing people back, and the Kazad guard are just cutting people down. And the mm. uh, what they call the um, bolt wardens. So and even if he wins a combat, he's still winning on sixes. So it's really difficult to do any damage. Yeah. So yeah, it was a bit a bit savage, but we had a good game anyway. So that's the important <laughs> thing. As long as yeah. you had fun. Yeah, <laughs> so I did feel a bit bad. I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, it was all right. It was all right. You got many games in the last couple of weeks? Um, I had a game not this week just gone, but the week before, um, against Aaron. Um, oh yeah. And yeah, took my Ultramarines over and over to his and had a game against his uh, New Thousand Sons. Oh, cool. Um yeah, it was uh it was a bit again, it was it was very brutal and I felt bad afterwards. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> I um <laughs> the first turn I moved forward, unloaded my plasma tactical support squad out of a rhino, um and Gun down his contempt dreadnought. Ah. First turn, um, and uh, that's kind of how it went for the rest of the game. <laughs> My, um, he had two units of the, oh, what are they called, um, the Thousand Suns guys with the two swords. The Galatai. That's it. Yeah. Um, he had two units of those, and and they they really did try against my suzerain, but hmm. yeah. It, it wasn't 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 there. Oh shit! That's surprising. Yeah. Last time we to played, be... I think um, Thousand Sun, the Kenatai, were just like kicking the fuck out of these rain. To, to be fair, there was one round of combat with I think it was the second unit because he he went in with one. I took them all out, and then he went in with a second unit. Um, and uh, I think it was with the second unit he did get a ton of attacks in, but missed a ridiculous amount of hits oh, um, shit. and it was like oh okay i think i'm gonna be fine now <laughs> you're not um but yeah and then um yeah but i think it's the last turn of the game my my xiphon didn't turn up until turn four um you've just sat at the back um but then about doing his thing um but yeah he came on and 
and help me take out the final unit. So the final turn, I did did table him, but yeah, it was it was fairly brutal. And I think having the ability to, so I was taking the Ultramarines Right of War. Um, oh yeah, so change they, your, your order out. Yeah, so I put my order in to make everything plus one weapon skill. So all of a sudden, I got weapon skill six suzerain. Um, yeah, <laughs> not nice. Um, yeah, that's well nasty. Yeah, so yeah, had had a game. It was yeah, we had a had a good laugh and chin yeah. wag as as we we're playing. And yeah, do you um, think that suns seem like a little bit weak now that the FAQs stopped them being able to cast as a reaction? Uh, like, I feel like it's made them. Like, it's been. A, it's a real. I know. It, obviously, yeah. I sort of see the idea behind the FAQ, but I think it's. Thousand Suns specifically, I think it's it's really guided them. It didn't. I don't think it really came up much in our game that much. Okay. Um, but I don't know. May, maybe um, it's uh, yeah. Hmm. Well, that's right. Yeah, it's just interesting. I saw, it's been the, sort of played a few games against them since the FAQ. And they do just seem to be a lot like a, a lot weaker now, now that they can't react you know, they can't do react casting. Mm. So it's just sort of interesting thing. Sorry. Oh, sorry to cut you off, Carol. <laughs> no, no, I was, I, I was just saying, yeah, I, 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 that that's the only game I've played since um you know, since they they brought in that FAQ against Thousand Suns, so I I've not really seen the um you know Noticed the difference, and I don't think what Aaron took really made a difference. Oh yeah, um, to to that, but oh, cool, nice, nice, nice. So is that is that the only game you played recently, or have you done a few more? Um, that's the only game I played in this new year. Oh yeah, um, but uh, yeah, obviously we had our our big. Massive uh, fantasy game. Uh, well, yeah, we had a big, big oh, fantasy yeah. game uh, in between Christmas and New Year. Um, it was me, you, and, and Ollie with vampires against Bretonians holding the little watchtower in the Gathering middle of the watchtower. battlefield. Those heroic men at arms kicking the fucking door in, <laughs> taking it, <laughs> and then not moving for the yeah. rest of the game. <laughs> like, I'm going to charge that with a the dragon, then I'll fucking bring it. Can they've they've changed the rules for that? Um, that particular uh, for that mission, uh, mission, yeah. Wow, that's that's by the by, Dave. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll, maybe we'll do a, a rematch. Yeah, do a rematch of the new rules. That'll be fine. It'll be fine. The men at arms will hold the tower. But anyway, It'll talking be- of fantasy, we'll. we'll We'll come back round to the, our big games because I think they're a bit more of a spectacle. So I think we'll discuss them where we'd normally discuss events. Oh yeah, um, Michelle. So uh, yeah, if we pop into our little newsy news section, so yeah, I, th- I think the the big big news over the last couple of weeks is obviously uh, pre- Bad uh, world. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I am. Um, so so pumped for this. I, I, 
up until they announced the pre-order, even when they announced that when the pre-orders were going to be, I was like, uh, yeah, I was excited, but I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, uh, looking forward to that. I wasn't really overly amazed at that, like, you know, for it, and and then uh, I managed to pre-ordered the book and uh, and the uh, army book for the the naughty boys, um, and then I saw a few battle reports and stuff and and yeah like over a, like a two-day period i went from having sort of like a i suppose 70 30 enthusiasm split between old world and heresy to being pretty much 95 percent old world five percent heresy um yeah uh yeah that i think the the whole uh pre-order thing was a bit of a shambles by the, the sounds of things I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it necessarily was a shambles. They they just, you know, they, they estimated what they thought demand would be and they exceeded it and sold it, you know? Like, I know people go, oh, it's fucking, like, oh, I didn't get my stuff. Oh. And it's like, yeah, but at the end of the day, like, you know, it's, they made the company, you know, the company made the decision of how much they were going to print because the end of the day, they didn't, you know, I know there was like people saying, oh, I'm hyped for it, but there was a lot of negativity online as well, weren't there? People were yeah, like, oh, yeah. fucking... Oh world's fucking no one wants to play that. It died once before. Well it's like it didn't really die. Everyone, you know, loads of people are still playing fantasy. I mean I've so yeah. I've I sort of been playing fantasy for fucking years, you know, I've never stopped playing yeah. it. Um but yeah, like, you know, I think there was you know, they probably gauged how much they were gonna sell and they're probably conservative on that to make sure that they didn't have stocks on the shelves. Yeah. Um and you know, they sold it all. And I think mean, I know a lot of you know, they're saying oh people didn't get their orders and stuff, and it's like, well, yeah, but that's not it's not necessarily to do with the actual release, is it? Like it's probably um it's you know that's more to do with the fact that web stores are fucking shambles. That's what I was about to say. I was, oh, so right. for, for me personally, I I don't think I yeah you know, I, I, I tend to agree with you. Obviously, it'd always be nicer if there was more stock for stuff that you want to buy when you can't buy it. Yeah. Um, but I think a massive part of the I think the the bad feeling is is probably down to the state of their blooming web store at the moment yeah yeah it's it's fucking shocking isn't it yeah like their their whole that whole new website is terrible i can't believe anyone authorized that and went oh yeah we'll just you can just publish that like that's that is insane because it's any release i've had on the old web store i've never had any problem accessing the website yeah exactly yeah Um, it might be like oh it's sold out and it's oh fair enough it's sold out but the the queue system's completely broken. It seems to just be a yeah. random access, doesn't it? Because people, I know some people waited hours to get on, and some people only five oh, minutes. But everyone took, was waiting. Took me an hour and twenty minutes to get on. Yeah, and Lewis had the same thing. So obviously, you know, he owns UCG, and because they wouldn't mm-hmm. let store owners put in orders for the direct only stuff, they had to do the orders in the same queue as everyone else. Yeah, which is completely that's bizarre. Like, if you're a store owner, you should be able to say, "Look, I'm after this, 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 this." Like it's it's almost I mean, the way I've looked at it is it's almost it almost looks like in that regard it's a little bit of self sabotage with having the stuff like you know, the direct only stuff. Yeah. Because and I mean, I know there's you know, there's a lot of um there's a lot of should we say fairly substantial evidence that there's a lot of pushback from the Age of Sigmar team um against fantasy being too widely sold. And it seems to be that a lot of that, you know, there does seem to be a bit of self-sabotage in there and the direct-only stuff being very difficult to actually get hold of 
and being it's you know mad to me but... yeah yeah and being quite inflated in price as well like if you look at the all the core range is incredibly well priced mm. um obviously for games workshop you know it could always be cheaper <laughs> yeah. but but for for a you know for a games workshop game well to be fair for any game i mean in, you know if you compare it to anyone except mantic um the prices in general are pretty you know they're they're not fucking out of the world they're, they're less than i was expecting um compared to yeah. say like uh, 40k or age of sigma then you look at the direct only stuff and that stuff is incredible like, you know it's just like what you <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so think what what how <laughs> so yeah it, it's a bit a bit weird at that um but it does like i said it does seem to it almost does seem like they are attempting to self-sabotage a little bit in that regard um but yeah like you say coming back to the website it is like awful when it's utterly shocking let's not be blunt kids <laughs> it is yeah no it, well, it is yeah it's, it's fucking awful like you know it's an e-commerce platform i mean to be fair as a sh- obviously i'm a shareholder for games workshop and looking at that i'm like what the fuck like mm. you know it, it you know i i benefit when games workshop do well and you know obviously i don't own millions of pounds in shares but if i did and i was looking at that website i'd be like what the fuck are you doing yeah is you want you know you want them to sell product and then i mean i you know even me and obviously i you know i've been playing 40k and heresy and you know in fantasy for like what 20 years yeah so if i go to search for something i know what i'm looking for and even then i'll put in if you put in mark three marines i don't know if this has changed now but you put in mark three marines it wouldn't come up yeah or you put in mark six it wouldn't come up you had to spell the exact name of the box for it to appear and you're not going to, if you're just like buying something for your kids or something, <clears throat> or if you're just looking to get into a game, you're not going to put in MKIII Tactical Squad, are you? Yeah. yeah exactly. It's not going to happen. So, and it's, you know, the stuff that I know they sell, and I can't find it by searching it on the web store, and you just think, that is, like, mm. that's terrible, that, that's awful. <laughs> it's just... Yeah. yeah. I think the search so... function has improved a little bit since they released that new version of the site. Oh, okay. I think it's yeah. still pretty dire. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, from a from a business perspective, it's it's not. You know. Yeah, it ain't good. And yeah, I can I can imagine that's caused a lot of problems. I think it did with them. Um, I know it's a lot of there's a lot of rage this morning. People kicking off by not being able to get on the end of them death. So much rage. They were in the queue, and other people got in, and they didn't. I think also <laughs> there's a lot of people who were saying that quite. A lot of the stock went to scalpers. Mm. Apparently, there's screenshots of uh, scalper bot getting like eleven copies each of oh, the. Shit. Yeah, mm. <clears throat> which is bad because I think that's again another thing that GW isn't great on is trying to stop scalpers from. I know it's difficult to do, but I don't know. Other other places seem to have. Better, you know, the, the sort of third party companies seem to have better ways of dealing with it somehow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, a lot of people who've got, you know, complete collections apart from this last book of, of you know, of the special edition one, and yeah, they've, they've missed out, which is, is sad. Um, yeah, it, it, yeah, it's, it's sad. I mean, it, again, it's also not the end of the world, is it? Like, I've no. seen, I've seen some, like, you know, Posts. I saw Adam was showing me some stuff this morning because I went to see a job with him this morning. Mm. Um, and he was, I was driving, he was like, Oh, look at all this stuff at the end of death. And it's people like proper losing their minds about it. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it is only a book, mate, you know? Like, 
there's like a fucking war going on in Ukraine. Like there's people fucking starving. Like you know the ecosystems collapsing. It's like mass poverty, and you're worried about like not being able to get a book. It's like well, it's not even not getting the book. It's getting the leather bound version of the book. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, like you know, it's annoying, but it's not to the level of some of the rage stuff that I've seen people putting out. Yeah. Like it's like utterly ridiculous level, like proper kick and that stuff. Yeah, I, I just really but... and people will because they're fucking idiots. But I really hope people just stay away from the the quite obvious scalpers selling it. And, yeah, no, yeah. yeah because if, if you don't, if people don't buy them. Then they're gonna not, you know, get involved in future stuff because people, yeah, you know, they're not gonna be making the money. Yeah. Talking and... of which, it's been fucking awesome seeing all the fantasy stuff coming out at like a a way lower price and seeing all the scalpers panicking on eBay. Yeah. Well, that's... <laughs> yes. <laughs> like that's brilliant. You know, yeah, it's not yes. like it's, I've seen the prices are still high, but every now and then I'll just go on and check and be like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. But yeah, so I think um yeah, it'd be nice to see the scalpers suffer a little bit. But it's it is what it is, isn't it? You know, it's if it's a limited item and if people are willing to get that like, you know, that keen to get it, yeah. Then um people are gonna make it, you know, they're gonna take advantage of that supply and demand, isn't it? So Yeah, yeah. It is what it is. And maybe this version of the end of death won't just be all filler, no killer. <laughs> You never know. There's a hot take on the end of the death yeah. too. Next week we'll find out. Yeah, the end well, of the death, part four. Yeah, well, I mean, end of the death three can't be any worse than end of the death two, can it? Because that was that might be the shittest book in the Heresy series. That book. <laughs> Turns out it's going to be the start of them redoing the whole Heresy series because yeah. it's going to be a. Malkador wakes up. Yeah, yeah. It was just a dream, and then it all starts again from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. I imagined all of it. Uh. <laughs> yeah. It's just the dream of just some random low level wizard in the old world. Yeah. I'd be right. I mean the Dark Angels books weren't canon. <laughs> they could remove those books from history forever. It'll be worth it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Oh, but anyway, Old World is fucking on. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I am so right. pumped for that. The, yeah. the, and as much as I've, I've seen people obviously moaning about sort of influencers getting copies of of the game early and stuff, and you know, then other people not being able to get pre-orders because they haven't got enough stuff. It's like, oh, it's only really a handful of them. It's not them having it isn't really going to be the reason that you they ran out of stock before you were able to put your order in. You know, yeah. really. Um, yeah, but it, it's just it's just really nice to see, you know, the people getting into it, and and I've watched quite a few of the different battle reports on, you know, from different YouTube channels, and there's always, you know, I was kind of expecting all of them to be Bretonian Tomb Kings, that's it. But actually, quite a lot of them have tried different armies out and different yeah. scenarios. I think mount, mounted miniatures and mini wargaming have done a really good job on that, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen their one that they've done from the Arcane Journal for Britonia? Um, I don't think so. With the Exile Army. Yes. No, I have. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. That was yeah. so cool. Like. Yeah. 
just just the whole you know fact that they they said you know it gives you all the lore leading up to the battle but instead of you recreating a battle they've written about it's you know the lore or stop battle and your yeah. you know your game is deciding what happens in that battle and i think that's a you know it's a small thing but it's a really nice touch i think yeah really cool yeah and they i think they've tried to go out of their way haven't they to show as much of the game as possible um, and obviously there's still yeah. stuff we haven't seen but they're trying to show off you know things you can do how rules work um yeah. you know they're trying to have a have, you know it, it's it's yeah it's really good i think it's it's the big i think to be honest it's the most it's like the most positive kind of you know release i've seen from content creators in ages yeah like there's a there's been one or two that i've seen where they've just been the standard fucking like soulless content creation thing where you got the, the you know the clickbait the old world's dead and arrival <laughs> so yeah fuck off, gun. <laughs> but um in general like people have, so i think like so mountain miniatures and um mini wargaming have really gone above and beyond i think they've put out so much content like so you know they've obviously put they've been obviously been working really hard to get all that out yeah um, they well they were so they were still work. quite hot on uh base sixth and eighth edition fantasy so yeah they were yeah they're, they're, they're mm. you know, invested in it um but yeah i agree that you know the amount that they've put out for it yeah. and apparently they're they're going over to nottingham for the release weekend and yeah, they try and do the, the yeah. massive battle yeah, that's awesome. That so, yeah, no, I'm really, you know, like I said, it's been really nice seeing that. And as I said, it's really nice to see the positivity of it all. Yeah, you know, like there's just been, as I say, you had the couple of clickbait people being like, oh, fucking, but in general, it's like, you know, the sort of the the YouTube community, as it were. And I think to be fair, it, it does go to show that a lot of the creators that do the fantasy content are often the most, I'd say, they're they're the, the content creators I like watching most. Um, like they're all really passionate about you know about playing the game, painting the models, the lore, just having like a, an enjoyable time, as opposed to sort of some of maybe the forty k ones where it's very much about it's like smashing your opponent's face in or moaning about what Games Workshop's fucked up this week. Yeah. Um, you know, or like with some of the heresy creators where they're moaning about how much they hate Games Workshop despite constantly getting their product. Every Sorry. Okay. <laughs> All right then, sure. Uh, so yeah, no, it's it's this no, so it's really it's really cool to see that, and it's um you know I'm sort of hoping that a lot of those creators that do you the fantasy content are going to be able to keep going, um and yeah, because I mean like say Man of Miniatures, I mean Mini Wargaming, it's I you know I don't I stopped watching their stuff um for quite a long time, so I didn't I, I yeah. don't know I sort of a little bit um but their fantasy stuff's been amazing. Yeah, so, I, I was I was the same, and uh, similarly um. When I sort of came out of 40k and got more into Heresy, um, I stopped watching um, Tabletop Tactics because they only yeah. did 40k. And then they started doing Age of Sigma, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool that they're branching out." But obviously, it's still not a game I really play. Yeah. Um, so the fact that they they're now getting heavy into um, fantasy because that yeah into old world because there's for quite a lot of them. Yeah, they're saying yeah, this was the first game that got them into Warhammer, you know, full stop sort of thing. So they, you know, yeah, they kind of want to get involved with it. And so it was nice to see them do a, a battle report, um, yeah, on on Old World, and yeah, it was quite quite fun to watch as well. Um, no, what it was really yeah. cool. Yeah, I tell you, I know I'll be just going through content creators now. Would you watch any of um Luke Blacksill stuff? Uh, no, I don't I, think I, so. I've put a couple of his videos in the chat, and he's really funny. He's like a uh, 
he, he does he just does these really like over the top like intros to all his videos. Um, he's, he's like a fairly competitive fantasy player. Oh, okay. Uh, but it's it's not like you know like sweaty fantasy. It's yeah. He he plays like I say. He's, he's obviously quite a high level player. Um, but and he plays Bretonians and Chaos. Mm. Um, he's called Power Metal Painting on no Power Power Metal something. Power Metal mi- Mini Painting maybe on Instagram. Um, so it's worth having a little look. His his models are awesome. Um, but his videos yeah. are fucking. They're so good. Like they're just they're just really funny. <laughs> like he does all the you know he does battle reports of like his tournament games and stuff. Um, but then he does like these review videos. They're just yeah. It's it's just like it's it's very like it's very eighties Warhammer. If you know nice. what I mean. Yeah. Like you know just really sort of over the top and stupid. <laughs> so. But not not stupid, but you know what I mean. It's it's yeah. It's 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 good. They 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 amuse me greatly. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's just cool seeing all these like all these these creators. So yeah, no, it's just and like I mean, I'm just really really keen seeing everyone get into fantasy. Obviously, like me and Zach have carried on playing it for years, but most you know most of sort of our gaming group have all stuck to like Heresy, haven't they? Yeah. Um, so it's really you know it's really key. I'm really like keen seeing everyone getting into it, like proper getting into fantasy because. Yeah, it's a game I love playing, and obviously it's it's got me really key. I mean, obviously I don't need more Bretonians, but even the hype has got me, and I've just been making more and more Bretonian <laughs> stuff. Especially well, seeing so. the list as well, like seeing the um, seeing that crusade list. I'm just like, whoa! Yeah. <laughs> well, obviously, I I only recently uh yeah you know, got built my beastmen army, uh, but it's as as you uh, know, hence hence my order. I've I've been bit yeah. by the bug and have ordered some more uh beastman bits uh, yeah my, my printers have both just been ragging themselves printing stuff people yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but no it's yeah it's 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 really cool seeing it all come together seeing everyone getting their star stuff or picking up other armies yeah. um and that's that's the point it's the legacy armies well i've seen a lot i think that's probably the most divisive thing hasn't it I've seen a lot of people being like, because Games Workshop put out yeah. the statement about legacy yeah. armies not being legal. It's like, oh no! And then every single independent organizer has been like, yeah, get fucked. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're like, no. It's, and I think most of the community as a whole has been like, yeah, well, obviously you can just play the legacy factions and they'll be fully legal. And at the end of the day, if anyone actually. You know, if you went to play a game with someone, they're like, oh, you can't use that army because Games Workshop said it's not tournament legal. It's almost like a signifier to not play that person, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Like, it's, it's like, it's, it's like a, a code word for I'm a massive twat. And you're like, oh, cool. Well, I'm just going to not play you then. Um, yeah. So I suspect that is going to last all of about six months. And I mean, I guess the people that are going to Games Workshop official events, if they're not allowing legacy armies, maybe that's where those people will go. But that's. If anything, it, it's like cool. Um, well, I'm just not going to go to Games Workshop events then, because like, why would I want to go to a Games Workshop event if it's not going to allow people to use all the armies? Yeah, I've I've seen a couple of little online arguments on various comment sections about the legacy ones, and then uh, then it spilling over into the oh, you know, it's the it's the same as people you know using like proxies or you know third party 3d printed wow. stuff and it's Can like imagine being, really? that, being that thick yeah like yeah. i could i could completely understand it if like the person you're playing but had brought a load of stuff that was all completely mismatched and you didn't have a clue what was meant to be what but like for example like my 
Beastmen army, all of my gores are quite obviously gores. Mm. You know, my Tusk or chariot is quite obviously a Tusk or chariot. <laughs> you know, it's it's you know, you, you're not looking at any part of my army going, oh, is that actually this other unit? Am I going to get it confused with anything else that's in my army? Oh, you sorry, know? yeah, because it's because it's third party. Sorry, I was trying to work out. I was like, eh? Hey? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you yeah. say because it's because it's all three printed instead of yeah. Uh, Sure. Yeah, but I mean, it's yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's people being pedantic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah. But it's um, but it's again, it's been quite nice to see the majority of the fantasy community being like, nah, mate. Obviously, you can play your legacy on this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think it's the same with base sizes as well, isn't it? Like, you know, if you want to increase your base sizes, do it. But I don't think everyone needs to worry. Like, you, you know, if you if you're sort of just getting fantasy or you've got an old fantasy on me. You don't need to worry about redoing all your bases, and you don't need to worry about if you've got a legacy army or not. Like, no one's going to care. And if they do care, yeah. that's a red flag not to play with that person. Yeah. Like if, I don't think there's going to be any events that are going to, apart from Games Workshop official events, which normally aren't very good anyway. Um, well, yeah. You know, I say that actually. The Lord of the Rings ones are fantastic, um, they're, they are really good. But, but, do they, like, but, but do they enforce ridiculous rules like that? Though? Well, they don't. No, no, they don't. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. The Lord of the Rings ones are excellent. I will say, and um, the Middle Earth team do a really good job. But it is, the, it is a bit surprising that they've taken that stance, though, seeing as they've been like the opposite with legacy stuff in Heresy. I I think part is probably because partially it's different teams. Um, and I, I suspect there's a marketing thing behind it. As I say, I think it's to do with they're trying, they're very, very obviously trying to keep fantasy and Age of Sigma separate. Mm. And obviously, all the legacy armies are armies that still have Age of Sigma stuff. You know, like they've got a faction Age of Sigma. I mean, Dark Elves a little bit different, but they're still Daughters of Cain, aren't they? Um, so most of their stuff is still in Sigma. And I think it's. Yeah. Um, and obviously Chaos Dwarfs as well, they're, they're rumoured very heavily um, to be coming out in the next edition of Age of Sigmar as a full release. So okay. it, yeah, that would explain why they're on the legacy list. And obviously, I mean, because they're, they're Forge World as well and they stopped, being, you know, stopped selling most of them. Um, it just, it, it but, just seems really funny that, that they'd get funny about that when all of their stuff, sort of bar Flying Dwarves and... Stormcast from fantasy anyway. <laughs> yeah, but it's 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 this you know I mean it, obviously it's been a, quite a while since they sort of tried to replace fantasy they just said Yeah, and yeah. I bet there's a lot of people because it's all different departments, isn't it? And those departments have got to meet targets. And yeah. I would assume the people that are very highly invested in Age of Sigma because that's their job are probably like, look, we want to keep Age of Sigma separate from fantasy because we you know they they want to prove that it's it's a product that's doing well and it of its own of its own accord um i mean that's that's by the by i'm not quite sure that it is gonna do that well um i would i'd be i'd be very i'd be very keen to see what the sales numbers are in age of sigma compared to heresy and 40k as i yeah. i got a strong feeling it, it's, it's performing very weakly compared to those two um yeah. but i i'd see yeah i i reckon um I reckon that's that's what it is. Is they're trying to keep sort of the divide between Sigmar and fantasy. Yeah, this seems to fuel more divide between the you know, yeah. players of the system because there, there there seems to be this this whole thing of 
oh, if you like fantasy, you can't like Age of Sigma, which is ridiculous. Yeah, like, that, if, that if is. If you want to play a game, play a game. It's a yeah, yeah, game, that, that, know, is, but... that is really weird. Yeah, and I, I hope that kind of feeling doesn't kind of, you know, it doesn't. I know you're saying it, the sort of, you know, having a divide almost stokes that a little bit. Yeah, but hopefully that you know, I say they're they're both games and people enjoy both of them. You know, people like to play. You know, there's, there's people that play Age of Sigma that really don't want to play Fantasy, and I think that's really good. You know, play Age of Sigma then, and it'd be nice if both games could exist, and you can have a full model range for both with rules for both as well. Yeah, without having to have crossovers and people fucking you know taking sides and like, oh I hate Age of Sigma, it's cool Fantasy, or oh I hate Fantasy because it's so, like the it's really bad. Age of Sigma was really good or something. Yeah, yeah, just you know, just yeah. There's there's no need because Games Workshop as a whole is going to sell the models, aren't they? Yeah, you know, like they're they're making money either way. So it's yeah, I I would assume it's it's more a case of a department thing where they want to keep it separate because they they want their sales figures. Um, you know, they want to be you know they sort of want to justify their existence that sort of thing. So I am um, annoying. That's all. Yeah, it is. It is a bit annoying. Yeah, and, and like say, coming out with something and saying things like "oh, they won't be tournament legal" is just daft. But again, tournaments—you know—just don't go to tournaments, in it? And or don't go to games watch tournaments because every other tournament is going to allow yeah. them. You know, it's yeah. it's. <laughs> I doubt anyone's going to be like, "Oh, you can't turn up with your dark elf army that you were playing at the eighth edition tournament two months ago." It's like, yeah, nah. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Like, or you can't can't turn out your Skaven, even though you can buy every Skaven model still from Games Workshop. It 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 does seem right. a bit um a bit cheeky, doesn't it? Like, oh, we've ignored this game system for the yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's <laughs> aware, yeah. but but now we're going to tell you how you can run your yeah, events. <laughs> hundreds of people that playing it, running events for it, running leagues, you are balancing it. <laughs> Games Workshop turns around and goes, oh, well, you can't use those armies. <laughs> like, yeah, nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's not. But yeah. Anyway, moving on from that level of negativity. Um, yes. Yeah. It's it, on the positive note because that that's the funny thing is that what we've just discussed. That's one of the few negative things about the whole the whole release, isn't it? Yeah. Because it's. I mean, the game itself looks really good. Then there's probably a few little bits and pieces, and I expect there's going to be like a fairly quick FAQ. Um, like I've noticed a couple of things in, in some of the books. Obviously, I've not got the books in hand, but obviously they've, they've all appeared on Reddit and YouTube and all that. Um, so I've had a look, you know, a good look for him and that. And the main thing, I mean, I've noticed that Knights Errant can't take the Errantry banner, which <laughs> is a bit weird. Like it's like, oh, okay, like yeah, that's that's probably a mistake. Um, so I can give it to Grey or not, not Knight's Errant. It's like, mm. okay, so that's probably a, a, a mistake. I mean, there's something else as well. Oh, yeah, the Virtue of Duty. The, the guy with the Virtue of Duty can't join a unit. But his point is to give combat res to a combat. So right. it's like, yeah, it's a bit like, eh? So it looks, it sort of looks like maybe they copy and pasted it from the Virtue of the Penitent and just forgot to delete that last line. Uh, maybe. So yeah, and there's there's a, I think there's a few little bits like that throughout the books where there's probably going to be like a little FAQ for it. Um, but in general, yeah, like the game looks really good, doesn't it? Like the no step up's quite divisive, isn't it? Like I'm, yeah, Ollie was saying about that earlier, and yeah, it's... yeah, I'm I'm I'll see how it plays, but I'm a little bit like I'm a little bit dubious of that, um, just because it might lead to a, like a negative play experience for some players. Um, yeah. And it's like what like we were saying, obviously, you know, I've been playing Bretonia for a, a very long time. I know mm -hmm. they've been considered as a pretty bad army, but I mean, I don't think they're that bad now anyway in 8th edition. I think they're okay. 
Um, but yeah. they're, I know they're considered as a weak army overall. And they've obviously been quite heavily buffed in this edition. Yes. Um, and that plus no step up might lead to a slightly unenjoyable play experience. You know, if I'm playing against people and I just kill their front rank and they can't strike back. Mm. And then I kill their front rank and they can't strike back. And then I kill their front rank and they can't strike back. Yeah. It might be a little bit unenjoyable. So I'm I'm surprised they removed that, to be honest. Like I thought Step Up was a really good addition in eighth edition. Yeah, I thought that was one of the best the best things mm. they added to eighth edition. Um I you know, I I Steadfast obviously was one that was quite, you know, quite undivisive. And I like what they've done now. You know, they sort of got like a pseudo steadfast. Yeah. But not quite. I think that's really good. But um but yeah, getting rid of step up's an interesting choice. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Does um, do we no, if the bit where they you you push back an enemy and you yeah. pursue into them, does that yeah. count as a fresh charge, yeah. or is that so just pursuing, moving up? Moving into them does, but if they give if they just give ground, it doesn't. Right. So if they lose a pass leadership test and then they give ground, then you put you push into them. That doesn't count as a fresh charge. But if they right. fall back in good order and then you charge into them, it does count as a fresh charge. So you'll get your plus one initiative for every for every three inches you go into them. Yeah. So and obviously you get your your lance bonus as well. So if you're right, you've got knights, um, they'll be strength five again or strength six. They're ground knights. So yeah, so they'll they'll you know provided they break the enemy, or you know they push them back. Obviously, then they'll and if you know if you're getting a charge with a knight, you know with a with, <clears throat> you'll win. You'll they'll you know they're most likely to fall back in good order because they're going to be you know unless they're really high leadership then they're probably just going to fall back in good order so then you'll get your charge again and it'll be rinse and repeat. Um, but obviously, I mean, I'm saying this you know I obviously I haven't played the game so I don't know I could be completely wrong. That's just theory craft. That's what I'm I'm a little bit worried about. Like uh, you know I, I don't want to play people and be like oh yeah playing Bretonians I'm going to smash you. Um, but <laughs> it might you know, it, it might not be like that. So hopefully it's not. Um, yeah. it'll be, you know, with, with units with stuff like shield, you know, shield wall and with stubborn as well. So I think shield wall and stubborn are pretty important because then you can you can sort of um, negate that that pushback ability quite a bit. And then if obviously the Bretonians don't break you, then you know they've lost their lance bonuses and then suddenly they're in trouble. Yeah. So it might be that. Ugh. What? But anyway, what? So, shield walls say my basement. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. But um. But yeah, saying that, like, the, I mean, the move phase stuff looks really good. I love the stuff they on the marching columns. Um, I love how fast cavalry work now. Yeah. Like, that's that's fantastic. They they really feel like fast cavalry. Like they're just whipping around, firing bows at people, getting out of there before they get charged. But like, that's so good. Booty boys. Yeah, like that looks great. Um, and, and again, the like, push and pull mechanic in general in combat. I really like the idea of that. You know, like stuff yeah. just doesn't doesn't just break and flee immediately and get cut down but so there's and it's it's a nice it seems to be a nice middle ground between 6th edition and 8th edition because 6th edition you had the whole you know you would just break and die so there was no point taking big units because there was no step up no stud no steadfast so you'd have your 50 man units spearman five died you broke you died um and then eighth you know there was the the whole you know the concepts that sort of elite units weren't very good because they would just get blunted on large steadfast units of chaff. Yeah. Oh sorry, not units of chaff, you know what I mean? Units of um just like scrub. I guess chaff they're not really chaff, but you know what I mean? Like not cheap 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 units like swordsmen and spearmen and stuff. Yeah. Um <clears throat> so 
Yeah, I think it's a really good middle ground. So, you know, you, you win a combat and you keep the momentum going. So you, you keep fighting, you know, with an elite unit, you will keep doing the damage. Um, but you're not just going to break a unit and instantly kill it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it looks it looks really good. I'm not, again, the magic I'm a little unsure about, but see how it plays. It's going to be nice and simple, I suppose. Um, but, you know, it's not quite as fun as the 8th edition system, I don't think. It seems yeah, a little the, bit black. Yeah, it, it seems to be still effective. And, you know, the battle reports we've been watching, you know, there have been moments where it has made a big... Big oh yes, yeah, yeah, it seems to make a difference, but it just doesn't seem as as thrilling as the eighth edition Magic Face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's that's a really fun game experience. I think the eighth edition Magic Face is uh, it's it's really tense. You know, you you kind of you're trying to kind of play each other off with the amount of dice you've got. You know, you're like, yeah. oh, do I throw? You know, do I do this? Do I put this many dice into this? And yeah, so it's it's a shame to see that gone. Um, yeah, I think I think the the toning down of the effects of magic, I think, is probably a good thing. Yeah, I agree. I agree that the the loss of the power dice and the spell dice pools is 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 sad, but yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's it's miscasts are a lot less terrifying now as well, aren't they? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, if you've got a wizard on their own, there's not much chance that anything's bad's going to happen to them from miscasting. Whereas in eighth, you get a barber on the miscast table, and you're like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so it's you know it's um yeah magic just seems it seems, but it's it's not as let's say it's it's not as um it's not as game changing as it is in eighth edition, is it? No. So yeah, but you know that's that's all right. It's part of the game, isn't it? Um, and it there's yeah there's always aspects to games that change. So yeah. But the, the variety in this one looks good as well, doesn't it? Like, I love the Army's Infamy system. Like, it's 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 very similar, because I think some people that were involved with the Middle-Earth strategy battle game have also done a lot of the rules writing for this. All right. Um, I'm not sure how much they've done, but I think they are involved. Um, and it looks like that sort of flowed over in the way the armies work. Like, you have the different allegiance levels, and you have the Army's Infamy, so you've got those alternate army lists to play, and that is brilliant, I think. Well, that's yeah. just... Such a nice way of doing things. Just adds more flavour, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's it's just so exciting to see it. And I it, obviously, you know, there's quite a few of our friends are all getting into it. You know, like loads of people picked up Toon Kings, and people are looking at the different armies and going, "Oh, I could do that. I could do that." And you know, you've got the so you've got the sort of three the three lists for the two starter factions. Um, but within those lists, there's so many options. Yeah, yeah. things you can do and things you can use to represent other stuff. You can go, oh yeah, I'm going to play a mortuary cult, but there's quite a couple of different ways to play the mortuary cult because you can maybe you could lean into this, lean into this. Um, and obviously from the Bretonian side, you know, I've been looking at the. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm sort of planning out ideas of both of them, like because the exiles list is a really this sort of their way of showing how you can play really old school Bretonians, like the fifth yeah. edition. Uh, no, probably before fifth actually. I think fourth edition. Where they used to have, you know, in effect, they were kind of, you know, they were a true like medieval army. So you had mm -hmm. crossbowmen with pavises, um, you know, you had the bombard, that sort of thing, like the slightly, you know, the, the the slightly better trained soldiers, that sort of stuff, and that's all in the the exiles list. Um, but then they've expanded that. Yeah, it's, oh, it's 
amazing you know it's awesome to see all that and but then they've kind of expanded it to to kind of include you know they've it, as well as being able to play an old school bretonia as well you can play as obviously the exiles what they're supposed to be which are knights that have been thrown out of bretonia for whatever reason and you have to regain the blessing of the lady with the knights so you don't start with the blessing but if you yeah. if you do like a heroic act you gain it so you know they're kind of trying to trying to prove that they're they're still they're still worthy sort of thing and that's that's so cool that is really um, cool yeah, I, I love that. And then having the Border Prince Brigands, which are kind of just your, your DIY unit that you can use to represent <laughs> sort of, you know, mercenaries, sort of just like scumbags, like bandits, that sort of thing. Like, or, or represent the older soldiers that you would used to be able to build with the old Bretonian lists. So if you were maybe coming back to the game after, like, I don't know, 25 years or something, you could play your original Bretonian army using the Border Prince's list, and that's that's really cool. Yeah. Um, but so that's that's really got my attention. But the other, I mean, the crusade list thinks what's got my attention the most because I, you know, just having a full crusade army of you know all the you got the knights there and level the grail knights, sort of all just riding down the enemy going into like the foreign lands. Like, ah! So that was a terrible description, but yeah, it's I I you know, <laughs> I, I, I funny enough, weirdly, before I even knew the crusade list was coming, um. I've still been doing like a lot of reading, watch a lot of documentaries on the Crusades, and it's, it's a really oh, fascinating, okay. it's a really fascinating time in you know part of history. Yeah, um, you know, sort of like the the shaping of the modern world in effect. Yeah, um, and it's yeah, it's it's just it's a really like it's a really like interesting and really just really cool kind of theme of just all these knights that have been gathered together and like yeah, just having like this full mounted force, right and um. You know, messing with the rare and the special allowances as well. Like that's really interesting. Mm. So, and it, it kind of gives a lot of um, like a you know, gives us some sort of inspiration for what could be coming in the future for the other lists. Yeah, this is a lot, lot of uh, inspiration for you know, being able to sort of put your own, do your own twist on anything. So, you know, just because you're picking up Bretonians or or Tomb Kings or or whatever, it doesn't mean that your army has to be. You know, a copy and paste of everybody else who's got, yeah. which is really nice. Yeah, yeah. And the allies system is going to be awesome as well. This is the first time we've seen allies in fantasy for, or like, you know, being able to sort of have, have a fully fleshed out ally system anyway mm. for years, isn't it? Because obviously, eighth edition had the rules for allies, but they're quite basic, weren't they? It was more of the allegiance levels, you know, and that was cool. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping Skaven and Dark Elf still have the rules about the breaking down of allegiance as the game goes on. Yeah, um, that I really liked that. It was really fun. But having the different levels of allegiance within all the armies, like that's that's so good. Like you know, being able to so you can you can kind of play a really themed force. You got some wood elves that have come out of Athaloran to help the Bretonians, but not really help them, just to defend their own borders. And they're still using the Bretonians as a you know a break war against the Beastmen or the chaos or chaos or orcs or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, you have the Empire and the High Elves fighting together, and that sort of thing. Like that's that's so cool. Like it's and you could use that to make these really themed lists. Like if you're really into the background, you can kind of theme an army around a certain time period. Yeah. Um, or you can just be like, you know, I like painting these and I like painting these and I want to use them. So you can do exactly. it. Or you can, you've got the option for counts as as well, where you can be like, look, I'm going to ally in say this, this you sort of bit, these bits from the empire. So if you wanted to play kind of the, the, the standard Bretonia list, you want to play the exiles. But you wanted to take some crossbowmen, you could ally in. You know, you could paint up some models 
you could paint up an empire captain to kind of be um either like a knight or a um like a yeoman um, yeah. and then you could paint up some crossmen you know, paint some men at arms across those and then use them as um use them as empire or as dogs of war you know if you've got the old dogs of war models then uh you could find a, an appropriate count size for them and take those and i suspect with the, obviously that brings them to the mercenaries so mm. and i know some lists have got that you can take mercenaries like chaos can take mercenaries from the orcs and goblin list yeah um that sort of thing but i I, I suspect we're probably going to at some point see the PDFs or rules, you know, just like little um, campaign books or something with mercenary rules in them for various units. Mm-hmm. And that would let them bring out the Dogs of War again. Like if they were going to do like a, a made to order with the Dogs of War in it, you know, like um, what were the pikemen called from Talia? I can't, I can't remember. remember. I can't remember what they're, because um, they all had like a catchy name, didn't they? But they're, yeah. they're, they're those dogs of war models are so cool when you had like the um the winged you know what were they the guys with the wings called they were like it it was like you know like du- dudes with, you know like the icarus style like sort of like strap on wings yeah 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 there was like a unit of dudes with that and like and the like um thingies pizarro's lost legion whatever it was called like so they could bring those out as a made-to-order again, and then they could just include like a little rules PDF with them, or a little bit of paper with all the with the rules on, taking them as mercenaries. And that's that's ah, oh, it's just yeah, like that sort of stuff is just what keeps the game alive for years. You like having all those options and just being able to go, oh, I'm going to paint up a unit from this. You know, I want to paint up a unit. I haven't got to build a full army of it. I'll paint them and I'll take them as a mercenary force or as an allied force in my my main fantasy army. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just it's so good. Like that, that, that really like see it, just seeing all that stuff just makes me like so happy. For so long because that game's been going. I know it gets a couple of releases, but it's not like forty k where it gets a new book every month and new models and new rules constantly. Mm. You know, the core game has stayed the same. I mean, I know well the core game stayed the same for what twenty years, but I mean when it last got its last new release, which was what eight years ago, maybe. Something like that? Was it eight years ago? The the, the sort of the, the re-release came out with Penelope Fields? Or is that a bit yeah, less? It's got, no, it's got to be yeah. about that, that long. Yeah, it's a long yeah. time ago. So the, the rules haven't changed since then. But every now and then, obviously because it's got these really deep allies charts and all these different ways to play, and then occasionally they'll bring out a book with, like, um, with the Legendary Legions in it. So it mixes up how you can use your force. Like, and that's kept the game... I mean, it's so fresh, and every time you go to an event or you go to a tournament, all the li- you know, there's I know there are some lists that have they caught sort of recently. Assault of Lothorium was really strong, but in general, every time you go, you see different armies because people go, oh, you know, a lot of time it's just they want to paint these models, but it means that they can they can paint the models they like and they can play with them all. Yeah, and that's you know, then the rules are built in such a way that you can do that in a balanced way, and that's brilliant. And seeing, you know, if fantasy goes that way, which looks like it's gonna, that is superb. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's yeah. I think just the whole release just, you know, keeps me keen really. Um, yeah. and it's just me keen to print everything. I mean, I've I've so I've had so much stuff queued up on the printer. Yeah. Print wow. and for this, <laughs> you've yeah. got my list now. <laughs> no, that's it. Yeah, I've got your list and these stuff to print. I've obviously printed all these Tomb Kings for Joe, and he's bought all the starter sets. And that that is another thing, actually, to go on to that is I think fantasy obviously it lends itself well to three D printing, but people aren't not buying the plastics. 
Yeah. You know, it's not like people aren't going to Games Workshop or aren't going to their independent retailer and buying the models. They are, and they're also pre- 3D printing stuff to supplement that. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I think I, I almost, I'm almost wondering if Games Workshop are aware of that. I think they know that people are going to do that, and that's kind of why they're doing the releases. They are, you know, it's not a huge release. Obviously, the stock's limited to a degree. They're not going mad with it, but they're being fairly generic and fairly open-ended with a lot of the options because they've definitely not gone with the no models, no rules atmosphere that 40K's got. Yeah, because um, they know. I think they know that would have killed the game dead. So they've, you know, it's it's obvious people are going 3D printing things, but as long as the game, you know, they they've got their business model worked out to to, I think it's going to be really successful. Um, but obviously, it's, you know, because I've you know I've ordered. You know, I've ordered a fair bit of stuff, and I'll keep ordering the new plastics. Obviously, the foot, I've already put an order in for the foot knights when they come out. You know, I've paid Lewis up for them, and I'm like, just get them when they come out. Yeah. Um, so they'll come. Obviously, I've printed a load of foot knights as well, but I'm just, this means I'm going to have more foot knights. <laughs> you know, it's not. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. And I've, I'm printing, you know, I'm, I've printed a lot of, um, a lot of knights, um, and I'll probably print some more so I can play this full crusade list. Because I, you know, I'm, I just want to have loads of Knight Errant as my core, and then sort of all led by a Paladin with a Grail Vow, and then I'll have a, a block of Grail Knights, and then um, what they called um, Battle Pilgrims is kind of my infantry. You know, it's like a full sort of everyone's off in the the Holy Land sort of thing, or wherever the Bretonians are. Are you going to model one as Orlando Bloom? Uh, no, but I might do <laughs> I might do another Battle Pilgrim unit and do um. Do you know who Peter the Hermit was? No. He was in, I think it was the Third Crusade. Maybe the Second Crusade. Um, so he was just some nutjob preacher, pretty much. Um, so when the Pope declared the Crusade, he was very clear that if you wanted to go on Crusade, you should go to like your local lord and then say you wanted to sign up, and then he would organise it, equip you, you know, and everyone would sort of go off together. Right. the Pope. Pope just didn't want it to be just a, a rabble of people from all over the sort of um all over sort of um Europe just charging into the Holy Land. Um and Peter the Hermit completely ignored that, routed up he roused up thousands of peasants who equipped themselves with whatever they could find and just fucking marched on. So Brilliant. and obviously they you know, I mean that and that is the you know, they sort of went off of this like zealous further of like, we're gonna free the Holy Land for God. Um, which is exactly what the Battle Pilgrims are, you know, like they're just completely yeah. nuts. Um, so, uh, but and it, it it went tits up, obviously, like it, it went terribly. And Peter the Hermit survived, um, but thousands <laughs> of people died. They just went, they rampaged across Europe, like just stealing and fucking robbing and trashing things because obviously they had no food or supplies. They would just roll up into a co- into like wherever they were walking through, yeah, you know, steal everyone's food from their fields, like attack people in the markets, that sort of thing. Um, carried on till they got to um, <laughs> till they got to the Arab lands, and then just got utterly slaughtered because obviously it was just unequipped peasants fighting professional soldiers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you know they they they, they just got murdered. Um, but Peter <laughs> the, the expected Hermit, result. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Peter the Hermit survived, and then later on, he obviously he joined him him and a lot of the peasants that didn't go. Um, they then ended up going back and joining the actual crusade. Um, and then when it when it started going tits up later on, he tried to fucking escape. So he tried to like slope off. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and he got he got caught sloping off. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And he was uh so um yeah. But I'm gonna anyway. I, I want to make sort of a uh, like a battle program esque leader inspired by him, and I'll put him Beautiful. on like a, on like a sort of a palaquin held up by other battle pilgrims, and I'll use him as the Grail Relique. Fantastic. So I can have two. Um, so I'll call him like Pierre de Hermit. I wonder if maybe like having a look at the. I don't know if they still sell them or not, but the uh, flagellants set and so uh, maybe you could I, use like one of those as a I like a base. No, if they still sell them, they might do. I mean, I I might because I, I see now the battle pilgrims themselves are back in production. Um, mm. I might get some of those. Obviously, I won't get the relicay because I'll. I'll probably yeah, I'll either convert that out of flashlands maybe or I'll print it. I'll use it up because I can I'll build it sort of out of various 3D bits um and print it. But I'll probably get because obviously I've got my my I've got one unit battle pilgrims already. Yeah. Uh, but then I might get a unit off the the old metals because they are really nice. So I could do those and have them have them led by Pierre. So yeah. Pierre de Emit. So you can be part <laughs> of my uh, yeah. Or I could use them as a, because uh, I've obviously got the yeoman, um, what's it called? The There's a new, uh, what's his name? The the yeoman character, because there's a peasant character now, isn't there? The, I haven't looked at the Bretonian stuff, to be fair. Uh, for, I can't, what is, what's his fucking name? Oh, Sergeant at Arms, that's it. So oh, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Take the sergeant at arms now as a yeoman, so he's just like a yeoman hero. So I could take a sort just take a sergeant at arms and kit him out with something and then use him so he's actually got like a you know, like a hero profile sort of thing. <laughs> but I quite like the idea of him being just this complete unskilled nut job, but he's on you know, he's just on top of his little palaquin preaching, getting everyone rolled up to fuck. You know, he's like, <laughs> The lady says we must fight. So they obviously go off and you just got the knife there, like, oh, for fuck's sake, you know, like the knight trying to. Trying to wage professional war, and you've just got this rabble like following them. Like, oh. <laughs> How do we fight, preacher? Yeah, we yeah. Work it out when we get there. Yeah, <laughs> they will bless us. And they're like, yeah. It's like, oh god, there's some tomb king. Like, what the actual fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I'll, I think I'll do that. But you know, like I say it's just you know, it's, it's opened up all this opportunity for all this scope. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I am. I am well and truly pumped for it. I immediately put down the veteran squad that I was painting because I had to get the guns all done on those over Christmas, and oh, nice. I'd also done half, half, probably over halfway painted a Goliath Necromunda gang as well over Christmas. What you? Bloody hell! Are you um, playing some Necromunda, are you? Um, well, there's there's a local um, group in Bristol that that meet up and have have regular like campaigns and stuff so um i think their current ones in this last like rotation thing so um i sort of messaged the group and they said like yeah yeah like probably towards the end of january beginning of february they'll they'll be tight you know finishing up their current one and, and setting up a new one so more than welcome to join that so uh yeah i thought i might paint up some guys for that because i you know I don't know, just was thinking about it one day and was like, huh, that sounds quite quite fun to have that sort of ongoing, you know, campaign sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, especially as, as this year, I'm going to be moving back to Bristol. Um, 
you know, gets me back in with a, a gaming group, you know. Yeah. Having regular um, games or something. Oh, get on. That'd be fucking cool. Yeah. But yeah. I, I so, did a staff check. Peter the Hermit was the first crusade. Oh. Yeah. Just had to. Wait, was it? Hold on. Because <laughs> I, I said third crusade, and I was like, it definitely wasn't the third crusade. I was like, there's no way it was. The, it definitely wasn't. <laughs> so yeah, it was the third crusade. So sorry, yeah, get, get, getting back to my point, um, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. was doing all of that, and uh, after all this uh, hype of pre-ordering and and watching the battle reports and talking to people about Old World, it's just completely wiped out my that. enthusiasm, hobby enthusiasm, and um, I've I've dropped all of that, and I'm currently, as we speak, in fact, painting up uh, the last few gores that I have that are not painted. Um, all in preparation for once, once uh, my my next order ready. Yeah, boy, excellent. Yeah, no, I think it's done out for everyone to be, isn't it? Because, like, like I say, we've got this event, haven't we? Quite quite soon, Paracy. and it's just always well, James yeah. Orthon's hope event, isn't it? And I've I've still got to paint fucking shitloads for that, but I've just been, and I don't need to paint any fantasy models. Like I've got plenty, but. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> I've just been like, oh, I could just paint more fantasy stuff though. Like I, I yeah, I've I've probably I've got enough. I think with the new rules, I've I've got enough uh, from the bits I've seen of of the you know people's reviews of the Beastmen. Uh, this, I think, generally the the points for Beastmen have gone down. I think there's only two units where the points have increased. Oh um, wow. But I, I, yeah, and I think really compared to the decrease points for the rest of the army, it doesn't really mean much, if if that makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's a, it, I, I won't have a large, large arm bits that that I've ordered from you additionally. But again, I, I for you know everybody who's going to be getting into it fresh you know 2000 points is going to be more than enough so i don't yeah. again I, I don't need to be painting fantasy either but, but oh boy i want to yeah because <laughs> it's yeah it's sort of like yeah <laughs> it's the only game i want to paint now um yeah. which is definitely a problem because have you got anything left for orphan so you just got a couple of bits on you for orphan soap left to so i got veteran squad left to do yeah because I, 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 over Christmas, I, because I, as, as listeners may remember from previous episodes, I was planning on doing a drop pod assault force. And that's um, now gone out the window. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I sat down over Christmas and I looked at how many drop pods I needed to buy, how many paydays there are between now and the event, as well as obviously time for painting between now and the end and the event, and realized that, um, it was it was not possible, unfortunately, um, especially with my wife's 30th birthday coming up in February. Um, I couldn't be spending all of my money on plastic soldiers because uh, she might get a bit upset if I don't get her a present. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I thought, right, OK, I'll make it a bit easier on myself and see if I can just mainly use models that I've already got with a few yeah a couple of new ones so um yeah units that i've still got left to do for orthon so 
is finish this veteran squad that I'm painting. Um, um Castrofer and Dreadnought, and then I've got a uh, Kratos in my cupboard that needs building, so I'm going to paint that up for for the event as well. Just sit at the sit on a main road somewhere and bully anybody that comes near the main road. That's my thoughts, anyway. (laughs) But yeah, I'm going to do the rest of the army is going to be sort of like squads in rhinos. If if they're in you know in a transport, it's generally going to be a rhino. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's using what what I've already got really. Apart from those those three, so yeah, I've, I've really things that's for me March. It's it's doable, definitely. But with Old World coming out, it will still yeah. probably be a last minute. <laughs> oh shit! I need to do this unit. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> yeah. Oh crap! That's next week. Oh no. <laughs> Yeah, as I think it will be for quite a few people going to the event, I'd imagine. Yeah, I, I, to be honest, I think this year with with Old World coming out and the hype I am feeling for it, um, I think the because I've got currently I've got Hawthorne's Hope booked and then I've got Greetings of the War booked for September, I think it is. Yeah. Um, and then if probably do. Um, Aaron's uh, East of Anne if he's doing it um, I think that probably I, th- I think I probably won't do any other heresy events I don't think unless like maybe like a doubles one nearby comes comes up maybe but I yeah. think apart from that I'll probably just be keeping an eye out for old world events yeah I, I, I'm, I think I'll be the same to be honest yeah I like so obviously like you say we've got I mean I'm doing both Orthorns. And then I've got, obviously, yeah, like you say, um, I think East of Anne is happening, so I'm pretty sure I've paid for it already. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. It's in my calendar, so I think it's happening. Okay. Um, Maybe that was just me being keen, I don't know. Um, but no, anyway, I've like... probably just been oblivious and, and not put it down. I'm... Aaron would have put a ticket aside for me if it if it is happening, so I'm, I'm sure I'm okay for it, but... <laughs> Um, yeah, like you said, apart from the ones we've already got booked, yeah, I think I'll be the same. I mean, I'm gonna obviously I, I want to look at running um, an old world event. So in fact, yeah. should I mean, as I say, I'm looking at June the first and second. I'm still waiting for the the venue to give me like the you are booked in. Oh. So because they were like, yeah, 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 we're all good. Like that's fine. So I was like, oh, cool, ideal. And then she was like, oh, let me just like, I'll just wait to check the calendar so I can confirm. So I was like, okay, cool. And then it's just been like, I, every couple of days I'll be like, um, so are we confirmed? So, like, oh no, I just need to, uh, just need to check. And I was like, okay. And then it goes on and on and on. So I'm like, all right. Okay. So if the venue suddenly is like, oh no, actually we can't do it, then I'll have to find another venue. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, as I say, until I get the okay, I can't really go any further. And I've got, you know, I'll be like, so. But um, once that's definitely sorted, then I'll get the event pack out and get the tickets up. And then, yeah, if we're doing Can that. I, so. Are we allowed to go on? To know where the venue might be? Or um, at this stage? 
May, well, it'll be in Exeter, so I'm looking at there's a, it's a venue in Whipton I'm looking at at the minute. Okay. Um, oh, okay. So, so it's really close yeah. To my house. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I'd quite like to hold it at ECG, but obviously he's not really got the space and it's very difficult cause obviously because he's got magic in basically every weekend. Yeah. It's uh, it's really difficult to uh, to book anything in there now. Um, yeah, and I think the, you need kind of need the space for fantasy, really. Well, yeah, I mean, I, he would. I think he would have the space if the, he didn't have everyone in there playing magic. But right. I don't think we'd be able to convince him to to not no. have people playing magic for one weekend because obviously magic's so you know it's that you know UCG is you know ma- magic's their their thing. Obviously, yeah. got the ma- magic community there. That's the bread um, and butter for him, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's not even just the bread and butter. It's just that that's his core community. So it's it 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 would be very difficult to convince him to to not have people, you know, to not have that going yeah. on. Um. So yeah. So I th- I don't know if um I'd be able to do it at UCG. So it'd be nice to, but yeah. Just um, just but, um, say to him that that what you'll do is you'll arrange it to be like a surprise for them, so they'll all turn up thinking that they. They're going to be playing playing magic, magic. Yeah, actually, they're, actually they're, they're going to be magic. playing a much better game called Old World. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, you're actually you're all playing Old World now, boys. <laughs> Maybe that is the way. That's the answer. Force conscription. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're into fan. You're into fantasy now. Um, but as I say, yeah, unless I get, you know, unless I have to change a few things, it's it's um, it will be first or second of June. Um, and it will be four games over two days, two thousand points. Um, so, and obviously, nice. you will be allowed legacy armies. Um, and what I will most likely do as well is, if there's obviously when it comes out, there's stuff missing from the legacy armies, which I doubt there will be. But just if there is, you know, if there's stuff that or, or missing from any army, in fact, that is in eighth edition and isn't in old world, will probably get put some get you by rules in there in the PDF in the um in the event pack so you can play those models and units still because you know at the end of the day i don't want people to not be able to come because they suddenly can't use their army for whatever reason yeah um, so yeah, i don't fair. that's that's not going to be the case we'll make sure that everyone can play you know you everyone will be able to use their army in some form <laughs> so yeah so it should be a pretty good day and it, you know there's not going to be any competitiveness to it you know you can try and win if you want um, but I'll be running it on a very heresy, you know, a heresy-esque uh, viewpoint. So there won't be any prizes for coming first. Yeah. You know, the prizes will be for, you You know, the, the biggest prize will be sportsmanship. Um, and then you'll get your prizes for modeling and painting as well. So your best army, um, you know, yeah, that sort of thing. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly, as it should be. Yeah. So, you know, once I, I know, tickets will be going live for that. Um, and then provided that goes well, we get enough support for that. I'll try and do one every. I'd like to do one sort of, you know, maybe two a year, something like that. that sounds good. Um, which would be good. Yeah. So, but obviously that aside, um, yeah, I think realistically, as the because already the fantasy events are appearing, aren't they? Um, because obviously we've got that one in Bristol booked in now. Yeah, big, big. Jim at Big's doing a, a quite uh, casual um, one in April. Uh, I think there's bots left, so if people are interested, then check out his Facebook page. But yeah, um, he's doing a, a casual one day, a couple of games at 2,000 points ish. Um, and 
yeah, it's only fifteen pound for a ticket, so why not? You know. <laughs> well, this is it. Yeah, I think we're for you know for three games one day in it. Should be good. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think fantasy is definitely going to take over as being the 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 event game for this year. Um, yeah. Partly just because the fantasy events in general. Well, I say I I, I mean I, I don't be wrong. I really love heresy events, um, but fantasy and Lord of the Rings events, I find for some reason just really the sort of the atmosphere and the the general yeah just just the atmosphere and the general games and everyone's there because they like you know they have a real passion for it sort of thing. Yeah. Um. There's yeah they're just really enjoyable. So yeah. Well, yeah. That... That one we went to where uh, the Aaron Rohn on in November. Yeah, that, one there, that was so good, wasn't it? So funny. Yeah, that was. I lost every was... game, but I had such a good time. <laughs> yeah, it was fuck. It was just brilliant, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, absolutely hilarious, and everybody was so you know so chilled out and just there to have a good time, you know. And and again, like you, you know, as as with quite a lot of events, all of the armies looked just fantastic. Yeah, that was it. And even if they weren't like amazingly painted, like everyone had put like a ton of effort into them, hadn't they? Yeah. Like it was yeah. obvious that every, you know, it was everyone's kind of, you know, they they gone out, you know, they they'd gone out their way to to make the army they wanted to make. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that was really cool. You know, it's just cool seeing all the different different things people have done, all the conversions. Yeah, it's just just really awesome. So like the, the the guy I I played first, you had taken a. Uh... Chaos Corn, uh, Warriors Chaos Corn Army. Oh, and yeah. he'd done it all in the like traditional 80s, bold, bright colors with the, the you know, goblin green. green, yeah, goblin green bases and the really bright red armor and gold, you know, sort of bright yellow trim, um, you know, and the little like zigzag lines and you know, flames and stuff, you know, it just, just looked absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So yeah, yeah. Looking, looking forward to. It. I'll, I'll definitely, obviously, be down for for your event um, when that's available. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Well, like, as soon as we got the venue sorted, then I'll get things moving. <clears throat> in, in fact, yeah, no. I can try and help out if you need. Yeah, you know, somebody's help with uh, getting terrain sorted or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you assume you're probably going to print a load of terrain for it, in which case... To be I'll... honest, mate, I think I've got enough terrain already. Yeah? Like, yeah, I've got a lot of terrain. I know you've got a lot, but I didn't know you had a vent a lot. Yeah, I've, yeah. Because, <laughs> um, yeah. Well, either way, if, if you need... Yeah, no, if you've got... I mean, I'll... Painting it up, then... With... Yeah, well, I'm always keen for help, so yeah, that'd be sweet. And obviously, obviously, I'll be there to help you set up and stuff. Yeah, and no, that'd be ideal. Yeah. King for that, mate. Yeah, no, that'd be sweet. So yeah, yeah so I suppose that we've kind of naturally gone gone through to our little hobby desk bit. So um, yeah, as I said, obviously, I'm working on Beastmen. What what have you been working on over the the holidays and loads? Yeah. Um, so currently on well, what have I so? What I'll let me let me think what how what order I've done things in. <laughs> um, so I mean, I've obviously sort of had the Imperial Army on the go, oh, yeah. like on the back burner. Um, because I need to get those done for obviously, I mean, 
it sounds bad because I'm like, oh, I need to get them done. Like, I really like the Imperial Army. Like, they've been like a passion project for me. Yeah. That, that faction. So I've had a really good time doing them. It's only because I've I've been on the Britonia train that they've been <laughs> sort of pushed off. Um, so, but yeah. Like, Any so other I'm, year. <laughs> yeah, literally, yeah. So I've yeah I've been on the Imperial Army train a bit. Um, so I've been working on the Las Cannon team, which I've finished now. Yeah. So they're all done, and I'll I'll send you a little photo of those so you can Ooh. see what they look. Yeah. So well, I'll send you multiple photos actually of those. Um. So the Las Cannon team again. It's obviously this army is all printed. So I've printed everything for them. Um, nice. So all the yeah it like which is it's been actually really really enjoyable doing that like sort of being it's it's quite yeah it's it's almost become like a kind of an objective to make sure that everything has been 3d printed like yeah. all to match kind of the old you know the old school aesthetic of the old guardsman yeah um so yeah so the last cannon team i've literally just finished and I'm trying to send you a photo of them, but it doesn't seem to want to work for some reason. And I don't <laughs> know why your name isn't appearing, I think. There you go. Right. There you go. So, yeah. So I've done. So they're, they're the thing I've just finished painting. Um, But I've been printing loads of Bretonians as well. Um, Because obviously I don't. You know, so I don't actually need more Bretonians. Um, but I printed another just casually did another forty men at arms. As you do. Um so yeah. I wanted another block of men at arms. <laughs> so I've done those. <clears throat> um I've done I've done a load of uh, Pegasus Knights as well. Because I realised they were the only unit I didn't have for my Bretonians, because I've got everything else. Um and then I was yeah, we played a game obviously we played our big Christmas game. And I was I was saying to Ollie, like, oh you know, I've I think I played it. I used every unit in the Bretonian list for this game. And then I was like, hang on a minute. I don't have any Pegasus Knights. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I got those done. Um, they've, they've been printed. They're all, um, they've been base coated and pre-shaded as well. So they're, uh, nice. they're ready for finishing. Those, um, I did, um, those Laz Cannons just come through. They, they do look bloody fantastic. Yes, they'll be. They'll probably die immediately, being guard, <laughs> but they they look good, you know. They're like, yeah. Um so yeah, I've been I've been obviously I've been printing those patrons. Um I've got the uh, I've did done a hippogriff lord as well. Because I was convinced that must be like a false memory. I was convinced there was a hippogriff lord coming out in the new release, like a Forge World one or a plastic one. And then that I went to the order. To ring a bell. Right? Like I was like <laughs> Maybe it's like Mandela effect or something. Like, I was yeah, sure maybe. that there was a, a hippogriff lord coming out. And I put it on my order for Lewis, just put in hippogriff lord. And he was like, there's no hippogriff lord, mate. Oh no, Alex said to me actually, because Alex saw my order and he was like, oh. He said, there's no hippogriff lord. And I was like, eh? He said, yeah, there is. And <laughs> then, I, <laughs> then I Googled it and no hippogriff lord anywhere. And I was like, what? So I was like, all right, guess I'm printing a hippogriff lord. So found a really good STL for Hippogriff Lord. Um, for what's the guy's name that does it? Like, um, I'm on his Patreon because he makes really good. So he makes all these um, very Bretonian adjacent models. Um, so he makes right. uh, he's got a, he does loads of stuff. This guy. Um, so he's, but he's made he makes a lot of um. So they're very like Perry Perry esque. You know, like the Perry twins sculpted all the original Bretonian. Yeah, yeah. So he makes very Perry esque medieval soldiers. 
um, nice. which are fantastic. So they really fit with the Bretonian, the Bretonian like aesthetic. Um, but he also does a range called the Order of the Ancients, which is more fantasy sort of stuff. Um, and there's a Hippogriff Lord in there. There's loads of stuff as well that you could probably use for. Probably you might not be so good for Warhammer. They fit the the Warhammer aesthetic perfectly, mm. but they're not they're not Warhammer models. You know, they're for kind of um, maybe for like Saga or something. Okay. Um, probably some other games out there that you'd use them for. Um, but he does make a hippogriff lord. Um, he's like a, you know, it's just like a fantasy, a fantasy knight on hippogriff, and that's a brilliant model. So I got that, um, printed that, and then I've painted the hippogriff, and the lord is almost done now, um, but not quite. Like he's, I've got all the base colours on him, but he's not finished yet. Um, I did a foot knight as well, actually. So I needed a, I wanted a, um, a virtue empathy paladin with a great weapon. Um, so I've done him as well. And he was really enjoyable to paint, actually. So I really like, there's something about painting knights. Like, it's just, I just really enjoy, like, getting the heraldry on them and doing them one at a time. You know, so I sent you some pictures of that as well, the hippogriff and the, um, and the knight. Um, so that's been really enjoyable, getting those done. And then, other than that, it's been getting the rest of the Imperial Army done, really. So I've got 10 uh, jetpack dudes that are all, all the airbrushing's done on them. Um, so because I'm playing the Survivors for Dark Age, um, Providence with them, so okay. all of the recon teams can take jetpacks. Oh, that's so cool. they get a jetpack and a pair of las pistols. So I've got ten of those. Um, so they're all airbrushed. So they're ready. So I'm going to start painting those tomorrow. Um, and I built my artillery crew on uh, when was it for a Thursday night. <laughs> so I've got three uh, shaker cannons and then twenty artillery crew that crew those. And I've again, I've tried to, I've made like a little diorama with those because obviously twenty just dudes on twenty-five mil bases can get a bit boring. Mm. Um, so what I've done is I've, I've printed all the ammo casings and like shells and boxes and stuff. Um, and so I've and I've mounted those on a couple of different bases as well, so I can kind of mix those in with the models. Obviously, they're not going to have any effect in game, but it means that when I deploy the unit, I can put down kind of what is in effect, just you know, like sort of my own scenery as it were so i can build like a little diorama oh that's cool um like you know like around the around the artillery so it's just going to mean that it looks a bit better and then i've got some servitors in there with the crew um and like a um like an administratum official with like a data slate so she's like logging off like all the shell fire and that sort of thing <laughs> um so it's yeah and then i've got you know a couple of guys like smoking and people holding like shells and stuff so it just kind of breaks up the monotony of just having 20 guys like sort of round these guns so i think so i can sort That's of really cool. diorama um so that'd be cool so they'll be they'll be next on the paint list um and then after that it's moving on to the land raiders i've got three land raids to build and then i got to do five sentinels as well oh my um, gosh yeah but obviously that is if i can resist painting going back and painting more bretonians <laughs> so i've still got myself strong it is yeah well i've got all these um Got all these Pegasus knights, all I've done all the airbrushing on them, so they're ready for the next step. And I'm like, ooh, Pegasus knights. <laughs> so I might might have to move back to them. And as we speak, actually, I'm just I've just put together a second plate of knights errant. Um, because obviously with this crusade list I can do. <laughs> um <laughs> I alright, so with the crusade list, I just want to have these big these big lance formations of knights errant. And I know obviously the, so, if for anyone that hasn't 
followed the old world so far. Um, the Bretonian Lance formation has gone back to the one that they had in 5th edition. So it's the, the triangle, like the wedge, yeah. um, which got removed from 6th edition because it was so incredibly difficult to play the game with. Uh, so and they brought it back, which might be for better or worse. But yeah. it does look awesome. It does. Because you just have these these wedges of not, you know, you this spearhead of all these dudes with lances, and it looks awesome. So, and with the crusade list, obviously, um, so the idea of it is it's all the knights errant have sort of taken the vow, and they're all, you know, they're going off into the foreign lands to sort of earn their place as a knight of the realm. Yeah, um, and they're all led by grail knights, sort of showing them the way, kind of thing. So. I've sort of wrote, written a few tentative lists, you know, a bit of list hammers to see what I can fit in. And I quite like the idea of just having these big units of Knights Errant. Um, so I've been putting together a couple of print plates of those. And I won't be printing them anytime soon. So I've got a lot of other stuff to do yet. And I've got a lot of print commissions on the go as well. So there'll be a, a one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they're, uh, they're ready. You know, they're ready to go for where they are. So, yeah. Yeah. Just really keen. So yeah, I've got I've been doing a lot really. I think I've done some other bits too, and I'm trying to think what it is. Um, yeah, I don't know. I might have done some goblins as well. Um I'm not sure. Saying about commissions actually, I I finished uh a commission as well. Um gentleman Oh yeah, yeah, he was really happy with those, wasn't he? Yeah, gentleman uh contacted me uh to create some uh jungle style bases for uh, that he was using because he's just started doing a um katachan jungle fighters uh army for 40k mm. um and had seen seen the bases that i do and and quite liked him wondering if i'd be up for doing some for him so uh i think this was all before christmas that he he messaged i said yeah yeah as long as you're not in any rush sort of thing um because with christmas coming up i was going away for well i think i was in devon for pretty much the entire festive season bear part you know a few weeks um so he's like yeah no no problem so i said you know i'll keep you keep you posted and send you pictures you know each step you know as i'm going along so you can see that i'm actually working on them sort of thing so uh yeah finished finished those um last weekend um sent them out uh, to him on monday and yeah i got a message from him in the week saying that they've arrived and and apparently my potato of a phone um the pictures didn't didn't do him justice which was, oh. was nice to hear so yeah isn't it? Nice and you call. you do a tutorial of how to make those on your youtube don't you i do yes yes yeah so um yeah they, they do look really good those bases if uh, anybody's interested in checking that out, that's on the the Desktop Deployment YouTube channel. Um, yeah. yeah. So, in fact, I think that particular video is actually my most watched video. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I mean, I'm not shocked because it's they look really good. Those bases. What did you do them for originally, or was it just like a kind of a little project? Um, so it was back when I was doing. I think it was the when when the most recent version of um, Age of Sigma came out, and oh yeah, I was thinking oh, I'll do I'll do a um, ghoul army 
um, but I'll have them um, on like forest bases with the idea that they were like uh, thinking that they were like questing knights sort of thing, and they were oh. sort of lost on a on a like campaign sort of like crusade type thing mm. in the forest. Um, and yeah, and, and and just sort of built them on that, and then um, yeah, a few few people saw them and thought, yeah, they look quite good, and I was thought, oh. I'll do a video on on how I did them, and yeah, you know, and yeah, that's that's how they came to be. And then yeah, obviously I I, I didn't I didn't mind the the the, the Age of Sigma game. I you know I thought it was all right, but yeah, just just not yeah. I, I think with the amount of time I've got for hobbies, there's just not enough time to fit that in for me personally. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but yeah, as I say, like obviously when it first came out, it was absolute garbage. But the, this latest edition is, yeah, it, was, it plays all right. I, you know, a couple of games I did have with it, I enjoyed, but yeah, it just just wasn't for me. So I ended up getting rid of the models and still had the bases lying around. So yeah, <laughs> ah, still a little tutorial. Yeah, because I, I never even saw those ghouls. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. But, yeah. the the jungles, if you will. Well, yeah, it's very good. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, that's that's really cool. But yeah, no, they they look really good, mate, those bases. So well deserved. Yeah, and a little uh, little pat on the back from your your customer. So and then you yeah, you've done your veterans as well then. So Well, not done. They they're, they're oh. almost there. I've I've got um the the guns are done and the like main Color, you know, all the blue bits are done and the white bits as well from being veterans. Um, so I just got to do like the detaily bits, really, like the lenses and the trim. Um, and then they'll be so, yeah, it's not, I think I've done the majority of them really, but yeah, the um, Castaferum is, is just built and undercoated, so that's still got a lot to go on. Um, and then the Kratos is still in his box, so <laughs> this is a crate. This is a Kratos that's been sat in a box in my cupboard uh, since the Kratoses came out. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I need to do something with it because it's just been sat there and never used. Um. So uh, yeah, I thought, okay, I will take a new thing. We'll take that. It will do terribly because it's a sea fight game, but ah, be fine. <laughs> I'm giving him uh, the the Dazer blades, so you know he's got a chance. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll be, be able to, fine. What he'll are you be able to do two movements before uh, before Free. he gets <laughs> immobilized and sits sits where he is? <laughs> what are you um? What are you thinking of equipping him with? Have you got like an idea of loadout? Are you um, going to I I was thinking of magnetizing it. I don't know. It, it would all come down to how much time I have left because I'm not going to build it until I've painted, finished the veterans and finished the Castaferum. And yeah, depending on how much time I have left, will depend on whether I go as far as as magging it. But either way, the the loadout for for the event is the Melter cannon. Yeah, you know, the the main gun being the the Melter one. Mm. Um, with the um, Sponsons being uh, the Volkite oh, nice. and the um, 
most ways its version of nipple guns being las cannons ah cool so you're gonna go real real sort of like take all comers on it then yeah well i was thinking like that's probably the best way to do it because if if i get a weapon if i didn't take a decent weapon on on the, um hmm. then if I get a weapon destroyed, that's the main cannon gone because I wouldn't be able to choose anything else. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, um, all, yeah, well, yeah, that's that's a fair point. So I suppose you could use the auto cannon. Doesn't it count as one though for weapon destroyed? Oh, that is I, a good question. Some, I don't. I something in the back of my head saying <laughs> that it does, but I might I be think wrong. That was an older rule for like. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, yeah, I think it that is was coaxial, wrong. isn't it? Yeah, I could be wrong. Maybe that is the rule. And if Maybe. that's the case, then she. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, I, I thought that having the melter is anti-tank, so having that and the las cannons being able to fire at the same target makes sense. Um, and then I thought having the sponsons as the volkite means that if there is a infantry unit closer then obviously I can use the ability to fire at the closest unit that's not the target with the sponsons. Yeah, yeah, that's a cool idea. Yeah, because you, you're probably... what the name of that rule is, but... Yeah, because it's, like say, it's going to be a city fight. It's, there, there is a, a strong likelihood that there will um, there'll be someone trying to sneak up on you with some motor bombs. So if you've got those, those guns... Yeah. Just, yeah, it just I thought yeah, with it being ultramarines as well, it it shows that they've got versatility planned into their vehicle. Yeah, no doubt for everything. Courage <laughs> um, and honor, man. Yeah, and to be fair for for my list, that's kind of going to be the my main anti tank. Um, Sort of it's fair, not. It's answer. not a bad anti tank. To be fair, two last cannons and auto cannon and motor cannons, pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. Um, my my only other sort of like I suppose dedicated anti tank will be my Zyphon because I can't leave oh, the house yeah. without my Zyphon. No, you shouldn't go anywhere without a Zyphon. No. Which means have one, so they'll be using it. <laughs> yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. Zyphons are they're just great, aren't they? Like my my tactical squads and that have all got melter bombs, but obviously they've got to get close to the tanks to be able to use them. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whereas you can't hide from a Zyphon. No, That's I, I mean, well, actually, actually, you can, can't you? Because the event pack, James is well, actually, yeah. it, you can hide from flyers to a degree. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but that that point aside, um, <laughs> I'm but sure. I think that's more infantry. I don't think it's really going to affect tanks so much. Yeah, no, that's true. Actually, yeah, yeah. If there's a tank, and the tank's probably going to be out in the open because of the sort of the because a lot of the terrain is going to be very con- compact, isn't it, and dense. Yeah, and um, it's going to be quite hard for for tanks to to enter that. So if they are sour in the open, the Zyphon can sort of pick them off. Yeah. So Gee, yeah. Um, it's good for uh, hunting Scorpius, wouldn't it? If everyone's got Scorpius. Yeah, exactly. Be like, meow, let's blow it up. So, um, yeah, that's that's the the plan. So yeah, I've got got that. I'm gonna take the ultramarines right of war. Um, they will be running three tactical squads. Nice. Um, yeah. Then if if I do have the unfortunate need to get into close combat, I can whack on the the order and and I'll 
of uh, weapon skill five tactical marines, which is just hilarious. Yeah, right. That's that is fucking hilarious, isn't it? It's just some centurion like I'm here to battle you, and he's like, not today. Yeah. Eat, eat this you, bayonet. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, you're <laughs> bayonets. So yeah, I got two squads with bayonets, and then one squad with uh, chain swords. Yeah, are you going chain bayonets or stabby bayonets? I've only got stabby bayonets. Only stabby bayonets. Yeah. Uh... But, yeah, and then I'll have my, my veteran squad, which has got combi uh, volkite, um, and they've all got power weapons of various flavors. Awesome. Um, and I'll be given the... Um, Veteran C, uh, Apocryphist. Ah, the Apocryphist, yeah. Yes. The beautiful Apocryphist. So for anyone wondering what the Apocryphist is, if you're playing Horus Heresy, you're like, there's no fucking Apocryphist. What are you talking about? <laughs> so it is the Orthon's Hope, because this is chapter five or six in the Orphan's Hope series. Five, uh, I think. Yeah, five, I think, yeah. But if you've been to every Orthon's Hope up to this point, you get a little a little piece of paper from James, which in effect is the pay to win Apocryphist. Um, yeah. So yeah. if you've been to every every event, you get this little free piece of war gear, um, which for part six and only, or part five even and only part five, um, you can give to one of your characters for free. So and this is the irradiated power fist, which is strength nine, AP one or AP two. Yeah, I think it's AP two. Yeah. Um, strikes at initiative. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a pretty nasty little little weapon. Um, and you can just slap it on one of your characters. It's, it's essentially like... that scene from Parks and Recreation where uh, Ron Swanson gives the uh, police officer a note saying, I can do whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's it's going to be my uh, veteran sergeant. That would be great. It's going to be quite funny seeing like what people have put their their apocalypse on, wasn't it? Yeah. Like yeah, I think James James is for a prize for the silliest thing to have the apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's that is gonna be really funny. That. So yeah, and then I've I've got a again a, I kind of feel bad doing it, but at the same time Apart from my veterans, I don't really have any other close combat dedicated units, so I have taken some suzerain. What a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm also taking an Nemesis Destroyer squad, so, you know. Oh, well. Swings, swings and roundabouts. And they'll, they're not that. They'll, they'll take out um, tactical squads, you know. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, as long as you don't do the, the wound allocation thing. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I don't do that. It's only if you do the whole like, whoa, well, I can spread wounds around. Yeah, I think mm. I think if you're doing that for your independent character, fair enough. But I think a whole unit of like suzerain or something like that, where you can, yeah, you know, spread them out like that. I think that's 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 yeah. a no from me. Yeah, no, I agree. I I actually did it for the first time against Peter the other day. Oh, you piece of shit. Well, I had two. It was two characters. I had a storm seer and a praetor in a unit, and I took a wound on each of them. And I was like, Ugh. "Oh, okay." <laughs> I was like, "Ah, that's not Ugh. as bad, though." Oh, I just felt disgusting doing it. I, as soon as I did it, I was like, "Oh, that is fucking." I was like, oh. <laughs> so I feel bad. 
But it's okay because then they both got killed by the centigrades immediately afterwards. So uh, nature, nature, right itself. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I was like, oh, I can do that, can't I? And then I was like, oh, so won't be doing that again. <laughs> so. Instantly punished for doing so. Yeah, just yeah, and rightly so. You know, left a terrible taste on that. I was like, oh, what am I doing? What have I become? <laughs> yeah, won't be won't be doing that again. <laughs> but yeah, as long as you. Know, you're fine. Yeah. You're fine. Cool. That's that's pretty sweet though. So keen keen some orphans hope. So yeah. And that that to be fair, we haven't talked about our big heresy game, have we? No. So yeah, uh, in between Christmas and New Year's, we all met up at UCG in Exeter. Um and there was uh but obviously both of us. Uh and then I think it was was it four players aside? Uh, yeah, I think it yeah. was, yeah. Yeah, so there's eight of us in total, and we, we teamed off uh, loyalists versus traitors, obviously, and, and had a massive, uh, yeah, 4v4. Was it 2,000 two each? No, two and a half each, wasn't it? Two and a half thousand each, yeah. Yeah, so it was a big 10,000 yeah. 10, points aside. <laughs> Battle Royale. What glorious games. Yeah, it's me, was it? Me, Ryan, um... Adam and Ollie against you, Joe, uh, Connor and Murray. Yeah. So, yeah, and that, that was just, it was, yeah, it was a brilliant game, wasn't it? Yeah. So but that was so not... for, for the traitors, that was Sons of Horus, uh, Night Lords, Iron Warriors, and Sons, Thousand Sons. And then on the Loyalists, there was Ultramarines, Blood Angels, Iron Hands, uh, and if... yeah, well, Templars. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Imperial Fist. Yeah, but Connor, Connor's <laughs> army is a very different Imperial Fist breed, isn't it? it you, 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 hear, you hear Imperial Fists, and you sort of think, you sort of think to yourself, ah, uh, yeah, like you know, it's it's going to be some water cannons, some phalanx warders, that sort of thing, and. It's and not. Wrong. Yeah, yeah. And Connor's <laughs> army is not. It is not a classic Imperial Fist list in the slightest, is it? No, no. He's, he, um... he really should be playing Bretonia uh, for, for... <laughs> <laughs> Old World with, with how his Templars list goes. Yeah. So it's, well, yeah, because it's, it's just, um, it's just Templar Brethren all the way down. Yeah. <laughs> He did have Siggy. He did it, yeah. So yeah, Sig was it Sigismund forty five Templar Brethren? Something I think. Like that, yeah. Yeah. And then two what, two land raiders and a quad mortar. <laughs> yeah. Oh he had a um a contemptor with the Oh, did he? Have conversion beamer. Yeah, his yeah. conversion beamer graph gun contemptor. Yeah, I think that got shot turn one because Ollie took great offence to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't even remember seeing it on the table, so I don't even know we had that. So that obviously yeah, it was at my end. Uh, yeah, because you and me didn't interact all game, did we? No, there I interacted with every other shot. player, but yeah. but you. There was not a single <laughs> shot fire between us. I, think I was just way little on Joe and Murray. I was, was going to say, you were just bullying Joe. <laughs> yeah, well, well Joe, so Joe, Joe had, was playing Angel, what was it called, Day of Revelation. That's so, it. so he deep struck in on Ryan and absolutely murdered him. 
Yeah. Um, so then I, because I was playing Underworld Assault, <laughs> so I Underworld Assaulted onto yeah. Joe's onto Joe's stuff. That so Joe dropped down, killed all, killed a load of Ryan's Night Lords. You know, committed some some war crimes. <laughs> so he had like five Crimson Paladins in his Warlord, and then uh, ten Dawnbreakers and Apothecary and a Moratat in another unit, and then some other bits and pieces. You know, in this jump, this big jump assault. And I had six drills, which I just brought up in where he was, basically, like right next to him. So all the dawn breakers... And shouted, parry this, you filthy casual. Pretty much, yeah, 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 yeah. And he did not parry. Um, uh, Yeah, so they just got murdered. Obviously, all the drills came up, did loads of damage. Then they all fired their melt guns, did a load more damage. And then all my my dudes got out, obviously, as well. Um, Yeah. And then, yeah, it was just, it was a bit of a, it was like cu- culling a baby seal, wasn't it, really? It was the trick. You know, it's exactly how I always think, you know, imagine Sons of Horus to be, though. You know, how, how I imagine yeah. fight. They just come in and just, oh, you know, they're just overwhelmingly brutal. You know, yeah. it's like, it's just like kicking somebody in the head while they're still on the floor. It's like, bam, bam, bam. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just like, you know, everyone comes in, gets out, combi motors at point blank range. You know that sort of thing. Put down as his Moratale of the disintegrate, combi disintegrator. Like, and then the the highlight was my Reaver chieftain getting a precision shot and a melt gun and killing his warlord. It's just like boom. I was like, I'm so sorry. Like it was, yeah. It was just like, but then after that, obviously, I then had to contend with Murray and Connor. Um, yeah. And yeah, like obviously Murray just started putting him in my place a little bit then. And then we had me and Connor had a duel. So we had Sigismund fighting against my Sons of Horus Praetor. So we yeah. both agreed. We agreed a, a non, a non, um, a no, a no shooting agreement. Yeah, <laughs> and just charged each other. Uh, and Connor had a lot to shoot with mine. No, no, that is true. That is true. <laughs> we we agreed no no one would be firing uh, weapons at each other, and we just charged towards each other. So I have my my command squad and my my commander charged into into Sigismund and his unit of Templars. And I got fucked. <laughs> I am shocked. Yeah, I did. I did do two wounds to Sigismund. Oh, so, okay. yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'll take that as a moral victory. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, any wounds against Sigismund is a moral yeah, victory. Ca- casting gold finally came into effect. Woo. I always take my proto with casting gold because he's modelled as like this this duelist, you know. Yeah. So I've got a mastercraft, a paragon blade, and a power fist. And he's sort of, you know, he's modelled in this sort of stance of like, fight me. So um, I always give him casting gold as his wall of trait and try and sort of seek out other characters and duel them. Yeah. And normally it never comes into effect. <laughs> but occasionally it does. <laughs> and that game, I was like, yeah, casting gold! So I got my extra extra strength, my extra attack. It's like, yeah! Um, but Sigismund still put him on the floor. <laughs> yeah. I was told by... Um... Both <laughs> Joe and uh, uh, Connor, if I hold that side, they'll come and support me. And was left to die. It didn't happen. So yeah, I, I yeah, got bullied by Iron Iron Warriors and and Thousand Sons. In <laughs> yeah, Adam was just culling you, wasn't he? The Iron Warriors were just like hunting your dudes through the woods. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I managed to get some good hits off against. Um, Thousand Sons and um, against the Night Lords as well, um, but yeah, like I, I did minimal damage against um, 
against the Iron Warriors and yeah, with, with having the two of them sort of ganging up on me on one side and my list was quite um objective concern, shall I say. So um it was it was more tactical marines and, and yeah, it wasn't very fighty units, I, I wouldn't say. Um so yeah, against <laughs> against the Iron Warriors. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they were they were lambs to the slaughter. Mm. Yeah, those are the the um the Zyphon fight was awesome, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. My my Zyphon yeah. came on, got attacked by Thousand Suns, some foolery magic. Um, but I did manage to take a whole point off of his Kratos, and then it zoomed off, took out the Spartan of the Night Lords, and then Adam's Zyphon came on up behind and and took out took out my Zyphon. <laughs> Yeah, which was quickly avenged by uh, uh, Murray's uh, Murray's the radio. There it is. Yeah, yeah, that was quite quite fun to see them. We we again we made a, a gentleman's agreement at the beginning that neither of us would put our Zyphons into combat patrol because otherwise we just wouldn't bring them on because they'd both be in combat patrol. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they they need to uh, add a little FAQ to that, don't they? That you can just bring it on normally. Yeah, if you want, because like, yeah, it's a bit, it's it's a really weird little rule. It's like, oh yeah, my Zyphon's in reserve, waiting for an enemy aircraft turn up, and it's like, well, what if it just doesn't turn up? It's yeah, like, oh, exactly. well, guess guess I just don't come in then. It's like, wow. Well. Yeah. Anyway. So obviously, yeah. you know, most people wouldn't play it like that. You play it, it's, it comes on automatically on turn four or something. Um. But yeah, it's a bit of a a weird one, you know. But yeah, we we made that agreement, and then for the rest of the deployment phase, uh, Ollie was desperately trying to convince uh, Adam to go back on his word because you guys got to deploy second. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, Ollie's like, go on, just put it in reserve, put it in reserve. Yeah. Cheeky monkey. But... Cheeky barrister. Yeah. You know what was was really cool was those um, Adam's predators. With the uh, the shrapnel cannons, yeah, it was just like wow. Here's his leviathans that were absolutely destroyed. Oh, yeah. They took out yeah. both of Joe's um, predators before they even had a chance to fire. Yeah, I did. You know what, mate? I barely even registered Joe's present predators existing. Well, they were there turn one, and because of the night fight, didn't get to shoot anything because nothing was in range, um, and he didn't put uh, searchlights on it. Um, and uh, and then yeah, as soon as you guys had your turn one, Adams, um, Leviathan stepped forward and went well, happy buys. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, they became very nice terrain pieces. <laughs> yeah, no, like so, I I just forgot they even existed, and then at the end of the game, I was like, oh no, there's some dead predators over there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I kept, I kept sort of glancing over and just seeing how far the Kinetite blades were getting on that side of the table. So we just go through everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just like, oh, the Kenatai have killed that. Oh, the Kenatai have killed that. Oh, it's chasing down that little rapier carrier. <laughs> I think Ollie's uh, most cheekiest little move that he pulled was mm. um, one of uh, Joe's Blood Angel squads was falling back and they were against the table edge because they had a Vexilla. But kept on failing their regroup. Yeah. So he used his um Armistos to <laughs> wipe <laughs> out the, the Vexilla so that the next turn they ran off. 
<laughs> that Armistice is hilarious, isn't he? Yeah, he's a cheeky boy. <laughs> That's so funny. The precision shot Armistice. It's like, be a shame if I last Kalenjik, your fucking hero. Yeah. He, well, he did that because he, he, he stood up on top of my uh, destroyed Land Raider yeah. so he could get the line of sight. Did that, and then in his next turn, used the Land Raider as a step to get up into the building to go and punch um, Murray's recon marines in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the last of the recon marines. Uh, rest in peace, recon marines. Oh, that's hilarious. There's no stopping the armistice. He he might be the new wizard king now, especially when he casts fist. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm in contact. I mean, I've managed to charge this melee, this melee, ca- uh, this ranged character out there. And then he's like, mm, "Be a shame if I just cast fist." Yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I'm in danger. Yeah, I'm strength ten rendering. You're like, oh shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was it was a it was a fun a fun game. We had a lot of laughs. Yeah, it was really funny. And some reasonably priced chips for lunch as well. <laughs> yeah, mate. Yeah, the chips. Yeah, I'll tell you what, a shout out to Fryer Tug mm. in Whitton. Yeah, I love Fryer Tug. It's such a good like. You know, they're a very yeah, that was that was my um, first visit to UCG at their new new location. Oh, so I didn't, yeah. didn't realise where where they were because obviously I was, I was coming to yours and you were kindly driving for us. Mm. Um, and uh, my brother actually used to live on, at, on one of the flats above those shops that we were in. Which I thought it was quite amusing. Oh wow, <laughs> So, um, but yeah, it, uh, for those those who hadn't guessed, at, at the end of our massive game, the uh, traitors did did take a very convincing win. <laughs> the traitors, Sigismund is just there, uh, looking over the corpse of my uh, my praetor, and he's like, "Why is everyone dying? Yeah. Stop dying, you cowards! <laughs> <laughs> Why are you retreating? I just won." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think Connor was this everywhere Connor went. We would just crumble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, I, I don't understand why he decided to deploy right up the edge of the board. Like it would have made far more sense for him to be in the middle, causing all the carnage. <laughs> we'd, we'd all shot him then if he did that, because we'd have been like, right, if all of us combine, we can kill Connor. So it's yeah. the perfect tactics. He's slightly out of the way, so then we can't apply pressure to him immediately. And then suddenly it says, "Oh, what's in the box? Ah, oh, it's Templars." <laughs> Yeah, but it would have taken a lot to take him out, and would have given the yeah you know, the rest of us a chance yeah, to yeah, inflict yeah. some damage. Yeah, because you took the brunt of assault, didn't you? And Connor just sort of moseyed in afterwards and just pulverized everything that was in the way. Yeah, because because Connor obviously was up on on the far far edge, and then um, obviously Joe, the majority of his sort of killer units were were deep striking in. Um, it was kind of left to me and Murray to. Hold the 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 center, as it were, really. Um, yeah, and the iron hands of them more durability than that than the ultram wings, don't they? That regard, <laughs> they they do have a, a slight <laughs> slight advantage on the old durability. Yeah, Murray, <laughs> Murray was a bit better at sort of just absorbing the bullet fires. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially as um, the main piece of uh, terrain that me and Murray had had 
put quite a few of our units in at the beginning of the game. Um, Adam used his uh, right of war ability to stop getting cover saves from. Oh yeah, and make dangerous terrain. <laughs> yeah, he's like shatter defenses. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah that's, that was hilarious. That's that's probably the funniest use of that of that like um, that trait I think I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that was so funny because it had ever... my tactical squad in. It had a recon squad in it. Uh, it had a Damocles Command Rhino behind it. And I th- think Connor put his Contemptor on top of it as well. So it had quite a few units on it, and it's like, yeah, so it may as well not be there anymore. And it's also dangerous terrain. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah, no cover for you. So. <laughs> no cover, and if you move, you might die. <laughs> Which one of my ultramarines found out the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, this floor won't collapse under me. Floor proceeds to collapse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor tactical marine. <laughs> Yeah, so that was that was a that was a really really fun fun game. And then yeah, um, yeah and then the the other game that we had over that that period was our um, big two v one eighth edition fantasy game. We played the Watchtower uh, scenario, and I took control of the Vampire Counts, and Ollie took was allied with me, and he took Vampire Coast, and we were up against uh, obviously. You and your Bretonians. Holding their borders against some undead. Yes. So we um, had the lone watchtower out on the coast. Yeah, someone, we, someone spied the undead come in. They're like, hold the line. We, <laughs> we got managed to win the roll-off to be able to put a unit in the watchtower to start off with. So Ollie put in a unit of... Uh, are they, they deckhands, the ones with... Yeah, deckhands. Rifles, yeah. Oh, no, no, the rifles are the... Um, the um, what are they called? I don't know. I They're don't not deckhands. No, deckhands are the other ones, I think. The ones oh, with okay. the blades and the bucklers. I can't think what those ones are called. I think they're called gunners, actually. They might be. Basically, uh, yeah, zombies with guns that have just as much chance of blowing themselves up as they do their opponent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so that we thought, yeah, at least they can shoot out and hopefully do that, but um, then a massive block of men-at-arms came knocking at the door and <laughs> evicted them. <laughs> yeah, 50 men-at-arms and the paladin <laughs> rolled in, kicked the door in, threw them out of the windows and then proceeded to barricade all the exits and the entrances and hold the, hold the tower for the rest of the game. <laughs> yes. Despite all odds. <laughs> I, think, I think until that last turn, I think the majority of your army was in retreat, wasn't it? Apart from yeah, it was going that way. Yeah, I was starting to, I was starting to break because my um my general went down, didn't he? Um, yeah. or did no? I don't think it, did he go down? Did he run away? I think he I went think down. He killed by but... the vampire, yeah, because then the prophetess yeah. ran away, didn't she? Her and the what's left yeah. of them, Aaron legged it. Um, yeah, I was, I was definitely sort of starting to starting to crumble. 
Um, and then I think, yeah, because you had the, a majority of your knights were up your board edge, and then you proceeded to make every regroup test that. You... Yeah, yeah, my, my grail knights were still going strong, weren't they? Um, but yeah, my knights errant were in like, yeah, they they there wasn't many of them left, and the knights of the realm were doing okay. But yeah, it was um it was getting a bit a bit dicey. Mm. Um, but they they then the uh you know they held out. We rolled. Because uh, so obviously when Watchtower, you roll for a, a random game end at the end of once you get to a certain amount of turns. Um, <laughs> roll to see if reinforcements are going to turn up and got the roll. So the Retonians held the tower long enough for the, the rest of the Dukedom's men to arrive. That, that was quite quite funny in itself because, um, you know, it was, was looking quite... To be fair, I think it was, it was looking a bit more on our side. Yeah, it was um, definitely, yeah, because you had the and... dragon that was rolling up to yeah. <laughs> under, yeah, to, to sort of uh, to start kick, kicking the door in on the on the tower i was got that paladin like stood you know he stood by the window like <laughs> yeah and then and then yeah you turned around and said so unless i roll a six <laughs> yeah 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 unless i roll a six i'm gonna be in trouble here and then i rolled a six <laughs> yeah, whilst ollie was cooking lunch <laughs> yeah yeah and ollie came back in and was like oh we've lost yeah, I felt with that. I should have waited. He's like, I just didn't think I'd roll it, you know? It was like yeah. one of those, like, ah, I won't get a six. Um, oh, it happens, doesn't it? That's, that's the that's game. Whatever, everyone. Yeah, but yeah, that just, yeah, the, the, the dudes. I, I quite actually enjoyed that. I think, um, I know Watch, the, the Watchtower is quite divisive, isn't it? It's almost like the, the ambush scenario or the War of Lies scenario of heresy. Where yeah. some people love it and some people are like, fuck it, you know, like old War of Lies. Some people absolutely hated that, didn't they? Um, I think Watchtower can be similar, can't it? Some people absolutely despise. I, I loved Old War of Lies. Personally. Yeah, I, I loved Old War of Lies. Yeah, I think if I ever run a Heresy event, Old War of Lies will be one of the games. Yes, because it's just so funny. So, like, oh, I held all six objectives, and I got minus five points. Yeah. <laughs> Or whatever, like I don't think it minus five in it can be, but still, like yeah, I mean, yeah. I think it's minus D three, wasn't it? I can't remember what it was now, but you could lose. I like, I just found it so funny that you could lose points on the objective. Yeah, yeah, which it's is just, funny. Yeah, it's uh, hilarious. Yeah, so uh, the one of the battle reports I watched was was the Watchtower scenario, um, and they've changed it now, so it's not an automatic win if you're holding the the watchtower you just get an extra 200 towards your victory score oh interesting um and you can only capture the watchtower uh, with yeah. units size 10 or less oh. big big blob of 50 minute arms it <laughs> can stick at the door <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was a interesting change. Hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that is an interest. That is a an interesting change. So you're gonna have to have like some little units to hold the. To yeah, hold. I, th I think the the sort of idea around it is that you're having this big battle to. Yeah, you obviously captured the watchtower, and then in the last sort of moments of the battle, the remnant, you know, squad, you know, units uh, making that sort of like last desperate run to the watchtower, say, "This is mine. <laughs> you can't kick me out now. There's not enough of you." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what other 
with a little changes they've made to to scenarios and whatnot. Because the the rest of the battle reports that I've seen so far have either been like that one from the um, Arcane Journal for Britonia, which was just seemed very cool, um, very fluffy, um, and then the rest have all been you know just because I think that you know quite quite a lot of people it will be new. Um, so just keeping it simple, just done straight, you know, battle line, long long table edges, who kills the most sort of thing. Yeah. And so it'll be interesting to see what, what other little scenarios that they've got in the book to add a bit more, you know, interest and, and stuff to, to games. Yeah, and no, I think it'd be really cool just to when when it comes out, just to play through all of the scenarios, like all, because I'm assuming there'll be six when they're... <laughs> Um, so yeah, like playing for all six of them to see what they're like, and then yeah. going back to playing battle line, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like everyone always does. But now we get it's interesting to see if there, there becomes one where everybody goes, "Oh, if we roll that one, we'll just re-roll." <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know if there will be. Like, Hopefully not. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Only one more week to find out. No, yeah. One more week of waiting. And then a big <laughs> fantasy time. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Um, right, I think that's sort of brought us to the, the natural conclusion, really, hasn't it? I think so, yeah. We have been rabbiting on, on a while. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. It's getting keen for old world. So, yeah, I was going to say, what your plan's coming up? But we've basically talked about it, haven't we? It's just fucking more old world. Yeah, getting more right on that. More beasts of chaos. Oh. Yeah, and looking at some of the rules, you know, on on the like, reviews that they've done of Beastmen, I I'm liking what I'm seeing. Um, there's yeah, a couple of bits really... that they've they've sort of either changed or removed from from the eighth edition. Well, I suppose technically seventh edition uh, army book for for Beastmen, um, which I'm like, ah, oh, shame that's not there. But on on the whole, the majority of stuff, you know, does look nice and flavorful and gives you a bit more oomph with with beastmen um as well as some new stuff to try out got access to dragon ogres which we didn't have before yeah um, the, and also a cockatrice which again didn't have access to that before yeah that's right yeah they've got some of the beasts from the chaos list haven't they yeah um and it, nice to see that um Chaos Hounds now do count towards my core core limit where they didn't before. <laughs> oh, did they not? I didn't know that. No, they, they were core models, but they didn't count towards your core percentage thing. So it was kind of like, well, okay, well, I kind of need to take other units that do add that so I can have enough points, you know, to, to take a, a special unit. So, um, and also I can, if I'm taking a, Wargore or a Beast Lord as my general, I can take one unit of Bestigors as a core choice. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, which which I think kind of makes sense because it'd be like their bodyguard unit. Mm. Um, have you yeah. um have you got a uh, a list that you've written yet for trying out for the new edition or not? I've got at least one in my head. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is is gonna consist of a big blob of of. 40 gores with shields um and then best of gores and then yeah i've got wow it's essentially using what what i've got already so that and a couple of units of tusk or chariots um the the best of gores 
maybe another unit of uh, 30 gore with additional hand weapons. I'm thinking with them, I'll pay to give them uh, ambush uh, so they can come on from a a table edge and then also pay for them to have a magical standard because the beastmen are getting the uh, banner of rust, um, which is minus one uh, armor to any unit within six, including itself. But seeing as uh, they'll have additional hand weapons, they won't have an armor save. So. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, so it means that they're essentially their additional attacks are all essentially be you know AP one yeah. against their their opponents. And then if I, I I believe this, I can take plague of rust as one of the spells, so I could put that on them as well. And all of a sudden, I've got a unit of naked goat men <laughs> running in doing AP three. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, just hacking people up. Yeah. Kill the man things. Yeah, we've because our armor's all a bit lower now, isn't it, in old world? Mm. The AP yeah. minus three is pretty hefty. Yeah. Very so, well. so that, yeah, that could be interesting. That would, oh, that'd be really cool. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and obviously I've, on my list of things for for yourself, I've included some ungors on there because they've got. I noticed they've got the royal oh. chariot riders. Yeah. So I think that that'd be quite nice to have like a unit of like twenty Ungor spearmen, um, just to sit in front of the chariots at the beginning of the game. So if anything wants to hit the chariots, they've got to go through the spearmen first, um, and then the chariots can just move straight through them. Um, yeah, yeah, that'd be really cool. It's, it's, yeah, I, I think that chariot runner was a really nice addition to the game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's nice and. And and because they've sort of just left it open as that's what the rule is, it it kind of leaves it open, you know, for the fluff reason for that. So I think with with beastmen, especially as it's ungors that have the rule, it's just a case of the people on the chariot really don't care about the unit they're running through. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So get out the way, no horn. Yeah, bloody runts. <laughs> So um yeah and and I think that also then because they've they've not made they've made the uh, ungors with bows a point cheaper than they were but the um, ungors with spears are still the same cost as they were in seventh which I know quite a lot of people agreed seemed to be quite expensive for what they were but I think giving them a rule like that yeah makes them that. really good suddenly. Mm-hmm. And also gives you a reason to take them over just another unit of gore. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because you you ended up not playing any on gores, didn't you? Because they were fucking. There was no point. Was it? <laughs> you were sort of like, well, I just take gores. Yeah, because they're better in every way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I think with with how good spears are looking in in this new edition, I think having a a, a block of twenty gore with shield and spears. Um, uh, and gore with shield and spears uh, yeah with some chariots behind them uh, you know actually that they've actually got a place and and that'll be nice as well because it adds a bit more variety to the army and they look you know another different looking unit um you know so yeah and then uh obviously uh the other thing i've asked for is is center gore so i've got a cavalry unit of my own um, yeah I, I, you never see anyone play Sentinels either, so that'd be really nice. Or I can find a way they might be out there, but 
I think it's probably part partially that the models are quite dated, aren't they? Um, yeah, I don't think people just didn't. Yeah, like Sardis didn't really see people play them, to be honest. No, I, th- I think they'll be slightly better in this game with the buffs that obviously cavalry spears and cavalry have, have had, um, and the fact that you can now pay to give them ambush and you know, magic banners and, and stuff like that. And also, um, we now have uh, a Centigore character that we can take. Um, so you can oh, now take a Centigore yeah. Chieftain. Oh, that's which, cool didn't exist before so um yeah i think that you know they'll, they'll find a a place um so yeah for those and then uh i've also asked for a gorgon because those have been given a big old buff because <laughs> they're now 30 points cheaper than they were before um and all of their close combat attacks have killing blow um and they had an ability in 7th and 8th where you could forego all of your normal attacks to try and eat your opponent. And if oh, you yeah. eat them, then you got a wound back. But right. obviously, you lost all your... It's just one attack. But they've yeah, changed that really. now. So you essentially do that in the command phase. So if you're in combat against an infantry or heavy infantry unit then you can roll to... I think the opponent has to do an initiative check, and if they fail the initiative check, you pick up one of their soldiers, eat them, and get a wound back. <laughs> but that happens in the command phase, so you still get to do your attacks in the fight phase. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> sort of was a bit, bit of fun. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's it. Like Stuff like that, you know, it's nice to have those little fun rules. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, so that, that's 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 the sort of next. That's plan. the plan coming up. Yeah, plans for me, my beast men. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So yeah, unless you've got anything to, to add no, for, for your future, I think we're pretty much there. I think I think I've pretty much said what I'm trying to do. Obviously, it's um, Britannians. <laughs> well, yeah, Britannians. Yeah, well, obviously, I've got to finish the Imperial Army. So, yeah. so land raiders, artillery crew, sentinels, jump jets. And a commissar. Get all those done. And I'll definitely have time to do all those. Um, <laughs> so I'll get all, get all those done. Oh, and then, yeah, on to the Bretonians then. So the uh, things some more nice. Well, obviously, the stuff got base going. So Pegasus Knights, uh, Questing Knights, and then Men at Arms, um, and then Foot Knights, and the more Knights at nice. So, yeah. Loads to do, mate. Loads, and then obviously <laughs> printing stuff, everybody else. So, yeah, yeah, good. Right. Anyway, on that note, let's call it a day, shall we? We certainly said yes. All right, cool. Oh, and if you want to have a look at um, obviously Dave's YouTube stuff, his desk blogging on YouTube. Want to look at his bases and that? <clears throat> Pretty sexy. Yes. That was one of you because you've got some other tutorials in there as well, haven't you? Uh, yeah, there's a there's a couple ones. I did one for my ultramarines as well, um, and also for how I painted my beastmen because I wanted to, with it being a obviously a high model count game, I wanted a scheme that was fairly quick to do and you know, but still look all right on the on the tabletop. Um, they were. It's a yeah, really good. It's a good video, that, because it's, it, although obviously it's, you know, it's how you paint your beast method, it's quite a good example of how to use, like, a lot of, um, you know, a lot of the methods to get armies done quickly. 
yeah which yeah. i think is really helpful especially if maybe like you're a newer player and you're struggling to, you know you're like oh we want to play like the old world or all the rings um but it's you've got a lot of models to paint and you know it's it's a good way of showing that you can paint those models and it's it's quite you know those, those techniques you can use across the range i imagine they'd be quite anti-bolt action as well wouldn't they yeah yeah um the, the hand, handy thing as well is I, I wanted to do it as well so that you didn't have it's a quick scheme to do that you didn't need a dry uh, an airbrush to use uh, to do it um you could cool. use an airbrush you know if you want you know to, to speed certain bits like if you wanted to mass do the bases for example um if you were doing it the same way then you know that that could be a little bit quicker but uh, on the whole the, the the scheme is designed so you can do it with a brush so you know you don't need to go out and buy a, an airbrush to, to do that particular scheme so yeah and no, that's really important i think it's really good that's all that it's, it's helpful for people in it yeah so, like i'd yeah. recommend an airbrush airbrushes are fun they're cool they're, they're another tool to have um mm-hmm. but um yeah i think yeah having the option to and also, I wanted to do some painting whilst I was away at my mum's, and I'm not going to be cutting my airbrush everywhere I go. So. <laughs> yeah, right. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So I know, like I so said, if people want to see that, it's um just death to deployment on YouTube, isn't it? It is. Um, yeah. And then it, your death to deployment on Instagram as well. I certainly am. Um, yes. Wargaming. gaming. Oh, I am indeed. Yeah. Exc Wargaming. So if you want to give me some abuse or look at some pictures of mainly pictures of games I've played. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then, uh, Feel free. You can comment on my stuff and be like, "The fuck." <laughs> <laughs> nah. All right. Cool. I deal. Rob, good to talk to you, and I'll uh, I'll see you later. Speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.